0: Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And this week we're discussing Peter Bogdanovich's 1973 black and white caper film, Paper Moon. Which is, for moon which is a surprising uh, surprising film to talk about on a number of levels I think as we talked about last week when we landed on it using the, the random number generator this is actually a relatively recent addition to the list this was only arrived on the list in late 2016 around the same time as Blade Runner 2049 despite obviously being a movie that has existed since
1: 1973 I'm, I'm, I mean were there any uh, re-releases of it was, was there like a, any kind of a peter bogdanovich sort of um uh,
0: reappraisal or
1: yeah or a um what do you call that when when, when retrospective retrospective exactly but
0: yeah no I, there doesn't seem to have been instead peter
1: the, bogdanovich still with us or taken he is, in 2016
0: he is indeed still with us not not as part of the great celebrity purge yeah um he he was he is still with us um in fact he's he's still working he's still indeed.
1: and as a, an actor and People might remember him as the shrink's uh, shrink, uh, Doctor Melfi's uh, psychiatrist in The Sopranos.
0: Yeah, well, Bogdanovich is an absolutely fascinating character, and it's probably worth talking a little bit about him before we talk about the movie itself, because Bogdanovich is a jack of all trades. He's a Renaissance man in many ways, shapes and
1: forms. He's got his he's first... a, he's, he's a sculptor, he he designed he's, he's a painter. The, the he, chapel did, he did in... the
0: roof of Barbara Streisand's house. Um he accomplished all these great feats that everybody acknowledges <laughs> to him make f- these flying machines. Um, yeah. With goggles um
1: <laughs> for Howard Hughes. Yeah. But no um, no
0: Bogdanovich sorry. is is a man of many, many talents, but he's particularly interesting as a film critic and historian is how he got his start. He used to write reviews for Esquire, oh. uh, the magazine, back in the 60s. He then sort of branched... Not a bad magazine. Not a bad magazine at all. In fact, their, their coverage... Of the entertainment industry is quite good. He um, also then branched out into acting. He trained professionally to be an actor. Um, He has, obviously, as Andrew pointed out, he's performed as an actor in various films, uh, including his own. He tends to have, like, small cameos. I don't believe he has one here, but he does... Very
1: small cast, and he's not in it.
0: Yeah. But he does have he does have for example in the last picture show he plays DJ uh, in a very small role there. But obviously as you pointed out uh, he was in the Sopranos and things like that. He tends to pop up in in other directors' films as well. And he's he's actually still working as a reporter. You can still read him writing read him sort of in the Hollywood Reporter occasionally. Not even doing opinion pieces, doing investigative journalist pieces. Oh, so wow. I think I may have cited him at some point in relation to the writer's strike in something that I wrote at some point. He'd written a piece basically interviewing people involved in that, which is, is absolutely fascinating that he's still doing that. He's an interesting figure because he has this relative... And this is interesting because we talk about, like, Milos Foreman in the same sort of terms. He's a director who in some ways, like, shaped and defined like, the new Hollywood era, the early 70s. Right. Because you think about he had a string of three back-to-back movies that would be enough to make any director blush. He had, obviously, The Last Picture Show, which, which is... I haven't seen. It's it's quite nice. I mean, I'm. it's not the type of movie I'm particularly interested in. It's it's a melodrama. Nor, it's a nostalgic nor, melodrama. Nor I
1: would hazard to say is this.
0: Yeah, um, well, we'll talk, we'll talk a bit about this one in, in a moment. I, I, I'll lay my cards on the table and say I actually quite like this. But the... After that, he jumped from the last picture show. But is
1: this your kind of movie? He <laughs> probably
0: not really. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have sort of factored. It's very, very nostalgic, which I think reflects, like, reflects Bogdanovich's interest in Hollywood as a sort of as a as a historian and as a critic and as somebody who's very in love with the medium in which he's working, in a more historical sort of way. But after he did last pick, you're right actually. When you point out, there's a through line of nostalgia in. Bogdanovich's big three films of the new Hollywood era, right? So right. if you look at Last, last Picture, Picture Show, is, 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 Show is an obvious one, which is it's set in the 50s, the closing of obviously a, a cinema and like teens coming of age in that context. After that, he followed that up with What's Up, Doc? Uh, which is a comedy, a screwball comedy that's intended as an homage to 1930s um, sort of screwball comedies in which a bunch of eccentric and eclectic characters, including Ryan O'Neill and Madeleine Kahn, check into a hotel together and have a variety of hilarious mishaps and misunderstandings as their lives intersect, like sort of, you know, like balls bouncing around a pinball table and right. then there was
1: obviously this which is in its... Is it It's a bit like little rascals or um, um Marx brothers sort of stuff or, or I, I, in that kind of I th- what what's it aping
0: It's interesting cuz I'm not entirely sure I've seen it. I think I might have seen it but I may also just have seen a Mel Brooks film that also starred Madeline gann set at a hotel. Ah. But um yes it is intended as a sort of a homage to I think those Marx brothers films anyway. Yeah. And then obviously this film, which is the film that he followed What's Up Doc with, also starring Ryan O'Neill and Madeleine Kahn, is uh, Paper Moon, which is a movie that is set during the 1930s and shot in black and white, and which very much ten- intends to sort of in some ways kind of encapsulates like the era, not only just the era as it actually happened, but the era on film. Now, interesting thing about Bogdanovich is that after these three films, these incredibly It was not
1: to get ahead of ourselves too much.
0: Yeah, but after these films, he kind of hit a bit of a, a rough patch in terms of directing and success. Like, after this, he had a string of films released, like, in the space of one year after another. Daisy Miller, At Long Last Love, and Nickelodeon. And all of them bombed at the box office. And they proceeded to basically undercut and undermine his credibility to the point where he... He struggled a bit to work as a director and a writer. He worked on... He directed Mask, for example, which is a movie that I know we've discussed in the podcast before.
1: With um, Eric Schultz and
0: Cher, yeah. Um, And he directed Texasville, which is a sequel to The Last Picture Show that nobody talks about. But he did a lot of, like, directing TV series and directing music videos in the 90s. So he directed an episode of To Sir With Love or an episode of Picture Windows
1: or an episode... To Sir With Love, that looks like a TV movie
0: uh yes sorry it is a tv movie apologies with Sidney Poitier of all things he directed an episode of the sopranos as well um and he's he's basically he's been
1: sort of he wasn't really done much at all no um it's probably his biggest um aside from uh being on the sopranos and directing an episode probably the biggest um thing he did was the mask after after those kind of first three yeah after those well, his- which which prob- probably has something to do like we wouldn't i don't think anyone who's say 20 years of age today would know mask yeah i i would say we, we were one of the first and last, last generation. generations to be aware of that movie yeah
0: and and um, it, it it's kind of interesting because he's still still yeah, poor, poor Eric Stoltz, but he's he's still a an influential figure. I mean,
1: he's certain people that people. Uh, he's, sorry, he's certainly a people. He's certainly a person that yeah. people are aware of. Yeah, pick up a penguin.
0: Yeah, and he's he's actually like he's. A very much considered like a film historian and like a film like somebody who's very interested in the history of film, he tends to pop up in documentaries about other filmmakers as a talking head. He tends to offer opinions like the Criterion Collection, which, which has included Paper Moon or sorry, it hasn't included Paper Moon yet, but there are rumors that it may soon enough. But he's popped up uh, in interviews and features discussing the work of other directors as well. One of his first directorial credits, I think, was a John Ford documentary directed by John Ford from 1971. His early work was with Roger Corman, it should be pointed out. Uh, So he directed Targets, which is a shooting, a movie about a spree killer, uh, which is very, uh, as I recall, I think I've seen it. I remember it being quite sensationalist. And I haven't seen this, but he also directed Voyage to the Planet of the Prehistoric Women.
1: I guess that's also a Corman.
0: I suspect so as well. It has the sort of feel of it. So he came up as part of it Sounds that.
1: great, by the way.
0: It does. It's got a 2.7 like rating on How IMD. many women
1: are we talking?
0: We're talking a planet full of them. Wow. But let, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about this movie in particular. Oh boy. Because <laughs> I, I had never seen this before. <laughs> it's like, let's... Let's move on swiftly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But uh, I, I had never, never, seen, this never seen this before. Um, what about yourself, Andrew?
1: I had not seen this before. More is the pity.
0: Yeah, I, I actually quite like this. Let's 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 jump into this. Like, I mean, this is for people who are not aware. A kind of it, It's very tough to classify in terms of of genre. It's a road movie. Hustle movie coming of age movie in some ways set against the backdrop of the Great Depression in which a young girl uh, named Addie is basically adopted by a man who may or may not Addy, be that... Addie who may or sorry, may
1: not be Sorry that we could do a super cut Of, of... <laughs> all of Darren's mispronunciations I don't need to it's, it's not so important anyway sorry I beg your pardon listeners. Okay
0: it's a story of a young girl who is basically collected by her by At her mother's funeral is picked up by a man who may or may not be her long-absent father and proceeds to embark upon a journey across the United States with him. And it's full of all these, like, playful cons that they they hustle and the relationship and the push and pull between them. Uh, Most notable for the fact that the two lead roles are played by the father-daughter team of Ryan and Tatum O'Neill.
1: That's right. This movie feels quite even though this is a movie from the 70s looking back at the depression era america it doesn't feel to me uh, dated no. at all it's in black and white and it's it it, it has all these fantastic um, outfits and cars that are better than um, more aesthetically
0: pleasing. More than More aesthetically
1: modern. pleasing, perhaps. Yeah, yeah maybe, I don't think maybe, Moses
0: is quite like quite pleased with many of the vehicles he ends no, up driving. No, it but
1: uh, like pleasing to me. <laughs> um, um, so <laughs> from an aesthetic perspective. Yeah, yeah, but um, but there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's very kind of seems seems very. Um, uh progressive and that a lot of movies that were made in the interim could have learned a lot a great deal uh, from 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 this movie and i think we said on the podcast before that every every time we're doing a movie especially if it's an older movie we tend to kind of look at it from a um a modern a contemporary yeah and to say, like, oh, they didn't do a great job with um, representation in this movie, but we'll give it a pass because it's an old movie yeah. from the 70s. This is a movie <laughs> from the 70s that I think does a great job in those sorts yeah. of respects, which 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 shows how kind of ahead of its time it is. It is, and I mean, it's, it's interesting. We, we excuse movies for being of their time. But we, we should also it, praise movies for exactly.
0: being ahead of it. And it's it's a very much an interesting film because it seems to be something... It did very well at the box office. Like, again, it's it's worth noting that Bogdanovich's big three films, the three film run through Last Picture Show, into What's Up Doc, and culminating in this, were all very, very well received at the time, both critically and commercially, and that they allowed him to keep working at a pace of one film a year until three successive flops basically led to him having to take years between getting projects realized and to screen. Like, this is a, but this is a movie that seems to have been, and again, I, I don't want to say forgotten about, because I'm fairly sure that, like, there were cinephiles who were, like, beating their Bibles embossed with their own names, singing the praises of this particular film, but I, it does seem like it's a film that's been rediscovered in some way or in, in the past couple of years. I mean,
1: we, we complain about the two fifty sometimes, about the, the things that get in, or the things that stay in. Uh, where we're mystified about some choice. Of course, this is a very democratic list. But occasionally, there'll be something like this, which is a complete revelation. And having it on the 250, uh, I, I imagine More than some 45 people... 45
0: years after it was
1: released. Yeah. I imagine some people will go to the 250 with the idea of, of, of figuring out kind of like, oh, what classic movies would I... Of course, it's not the only one. There's like yeah. the AFI 100 and all of that sort of yeah. thing. And then, and then, of course, there, there, there's the, the great mass of people who tune into this podcast too. to see what movie they're going to watch from week to week. Yeah.
0: I mean, we are tastemakers, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, it's no coincidence that our very first episode was Prisoners and French and, Makers. And Prisoners has done nothing but climb since we released that episode. I think yeah. we can, we can single handedly take care of that. Campaign
1: for Robocops entry?
0: Yeah, that was a phenomenal accomplishment as well. All we need now is to make taffin. Taffin if if we can make Taffin happen, I will be I'll be very, very pleased.
1: Then you can die.
0: Then I can die happy. I can yeah. die satisfied. I'll be like, I have accomplished my life's goal. But yeah, we'll we'll probably talk a little bit in the spoilers zone. So let's just ask the, the three big questions, right? Which are Do you think that this movie belongs on the two fifty? Yes. Okay. We're well we're doing we're doing this like a, an interrogation as we go. Would this movie make your own personal two fifty, Andrew?
1: Yes, sir. Really? Yeah wow that's absolutely i i i was very fond of this movie i um i think it had i'm in some ways i'm quite easily pleased but this was a very good movie it is it's an incredibly charming movie because uh, like like if if um if movies can kind of like pull certain (laughs) heartstrings like if, if if a movie can make me laugh if a movie uh, can make me, uh, this is working Andrew's heartstrings or, or, like or a, a theater curtain, and this 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 works for um, theater as well. Yeah. It's rare that music can do that because I think it's th- a more confined space, and yeah, I think it's also
0: because you're listening. Like,
1: it's a funny thing actually, be, be, that, that like in the in the in the world of movies, um, you can have you can have a movie like this that is very funny. And also be kind of like, uh, beautiful. There, there is, there's very few kind of musical acts, I guess, who have these great earnest um songs, and also have these uh, kind, kind of, of skil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the world of rap, there's, uh, I sound like someone's. Uh, um are, are you are so hip and with it andrew and in 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 the hip-hops uh um, as they, they call it they, they they often have these skits along with oh between the songs yes. yeah 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 and i suppose like um what i
0: mean many of the old um conceptual albums would have had that as well i sound so old conceptual albums <laughs> if you will concept albums would have had those for example as well wouldn't they yeah i think you like the Who like, I, lo- like I love
1: uh, i love that beastie boys one um I think it was on on one of the more, on on their last album, which is like, well, my name is Mike D, but I got a new name and my new name is Larry. (laughs) That's, that's like, one. I I, I think it's like, uh, uh, it's like a minute and a half long and I just played it on, on repeat because it was just so fun. Yeah.
0: But it, it, you're right that it is rare to have that sort of to- tonal variance, ironically enough, in yeah. music as opposed to theatre or as opposed to film. Film is very good at capturing different moods. In large part, I think, because of the power of yeah. editing, because I you can cut if between scenes. you
1: make scenes. funny songs in as a musician then, that's what you are a, yeah
0: you are weird al yankovic yeah example. yeah but whereas in film there's a much broader range and i think because you have a longer period of time and because you have the power of editing and the power of cutting you can do it a lot but i mean it's also entirely possible to do that within particular scenes there are scenes in this movie for example that walk a really wonderful line and they start hilarious and they start wry and they become something touching and then they dovetail out to being funny and hilarious again yeah. Or, or they're funny the whole way through while still being touching at the same time it's a there's an incredibly delicate sort of balance at work here
1: and there's a good sense of kind of drama um in 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 it as well and adventure it's 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 a great kind of um road movie as as darren uh, said it's it's an adventure it's um it's two kind of outlaws and but there's a lovely kind of one of them is a nine-year-old girl, yeah, which is great. Uh, yeah, and and um, and the performances are, I think, fantastic. And you have uh, you have some
0: two fifty uh, <laughs> tropes, tropes engaged wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah,
1: which we won't go into now. But, but I suspect y- that you you having look watched the trailer, to some, yeah,
0: I mean, I think we commented upon it when watching the trailer that it was there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's 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 sort of. I guess then that's kind of that answers the third and final question, which is if the listeners haven't seen it, and I think there's a reasonably uh, fair chance yeah. they haven't. Should really, you seek it out?
1: I really love actually when we land on these types of movies where 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 almost irregardless of who I'm speaking to, I would I would recommend them to watch it. This is and like I, I genuinely can't think of of people that I wouldn't kind of uh, tell. Um, uh, as i say wholeheartedly go out and see this movie it's great and, and but I, I um but how do you feel darren would i you, would you qualify that a little well again we, we've talked about this
0: in the podcast before where i i'm wary of on a first watch of a movie declaring it to be on my well
1: that is, that is true
0: um, I am I'm, nor, I'm reticent to do it's that it's
1: rare that I'll watch a movie more than once <laughs> that's, a, that's a counterpoint um, that so um, well it is it's one of those things like even when I'm but may, maybe I suppose it, it, having a bit of time even if you've only seen it once having a bit of distance from it yeah. maybe lends a bit of perspective yeah I'm I'm, I'm wary of I, I think it's
0: being honest, it is because I see so many films. I'm always wary of coming out and shouting to the high heavens. It's a classic. I will normally and this is even if you're doing like end of year top tens or something, I will normally want a bit of space in which a chance to watch a movie again let it settle, whether it settles up or settles down. You know, for example Should wary. you
1: stop devoting in, 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 on December 31st and w- wait until February to publish the uh, until results. It's truly irrelevant <laughs> Yeah, to publish
0: <laughs> the results. Yes. I've discovered that. I've discovered that's one of the things where people are publishing end of year lists at the end of November in order to get out ahead of everybody.
1: That's a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I do, I yeah, do. But if, if, if you, if you have your, your, your best ofs, um, um, in like, um, at, on either the end of December or the start of January. What about the movies that have just come out?
0: Yeah, you can't really get a bit of perspective. You Like the Christmas hits or whatever. It is very hard to get that, I admit that. But uh, generally speaking, I will steer clear of declaring something a classic the first time I've seen it. I will steer clear of offering a five-star review until I've had a chance to properly process it. Because I, I'm
1: yeah, wary of the initial... Yeah. yeah. The idea of an instant classic is is, is a bit um, um, oxymoronic. Yeah,
0: But uh, no, I, I really, really like this. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm very, very glad that it's in the 250, because I probably never would have seen it if not for that. Um, I think it's, it's fascinating. I think it's great to see a movie like this in here, because even watching it now in 2018... I really can't think of a movie that is exactly like it. Like I can, obviously I can classify it as a road movie, a hustle movie, a coming of age movie, but I've never seen a movie that assembles these elements in the exact same, or even a, a similar no, enough I way. Mean,
1: there, there, there's plenty of, um, kind of, uh, similar stories in a way. Well, familiar tropes, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even like Paris,
0: the, Texas, which we covered, you know, would have like a broad, a very broad similarity to it.
1: Yeah, and, and and like there's a kind of a Venn diagram, I, I, <laughs> I guess where certain movies like fall in it for other reasons. Like there's there's a the movie with uh, Tom Selleck and a child. Um, and, oh, three uh, men and the baby. No, God, what? You said Tom uh, Selleck and a child. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you're no, that be... that wasn't specific enough. you gonna be... Tom Selleck a child. Uh, Steve Gutenberg is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 that's a little circle uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, neither is Ted Danson. So are, are we so set on what this is? Damn it! I was I was <laughs> gonna, not directed by Leonard Nimoy. I was going to go with getting even with Dad, but that's Ted Danson as well, isn't it? <laughs> it may be, but uh, th- this is the one where he deputizes a a child who's witnessed this crime. Um, do you remember that? It was it was at the time where they were doing kind of like. Buddy cop movies, but but the <laughs> Everyone needed a new the, twist. Yeah, so but like the, K-9 the, the was cop with would a be a dog. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and one
0: of them happens to be a kid. I'm afraid I'm going to have to go to the fact machine to, to get the this the fact one. machine.
1: <laughs> buddy cop. Cop and a half. There we go. Okay. Two. Uh, 3.9. 3.9. And eight. you're right. Is that Tom Selleck? Yeah. No. It's Bert Reynolds. Of course Another it is. Another mustachioed <laughs> um, cop. <laughs> yes. At least I didn't make the other mistake So I like the
0: idea that you were like the, You know, the, the other Venn diagram Of sort of intersection of all the elements That lead to Paper Moon Is Cop and a Half, the 1993 Family crime comedy drama Starring Burt Reynolds Who deputizes um, Norman, Norman Norman D. Golden II uh, To uh, help him in an investigation
1: Yeah so the, the this is this is the other side of the law, yes. Where where yeah where where um uh, little Norman has witnessed a crime and little Norman likes the um, the, the idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's always watching cop shows on TV. Like he has a little uh, policeman sketchbook. He writes down like the uh, their registration uh, plate as the uh, bad guys are driving away. Um, it's a great movie. He goes into um, a, a bar with him. Bert Reynolds gets in a fight, whereas the, 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 the kid goes up to the barman and is like, give me a glass of milk in a dirty glass. And uh, and then asks the the bartender like, "So you seen this guy?" and gets all this like information from him. While Bert Reynolds is having like a bar fight, and In of course, Bart, uh, Bert Reynolds doesn't find out any salient information whatsoever. <laughs> the kid, yeah. Uh, so check out Cup and a Half. It's maybe good. It's maybe not good. But yeah, that's part of the Venn like, diagram. I
0: like that our discussion of Paper would you recommend Paper <laughs> Moon Tom have, in it. Yeah. I like that would you watch, would you recommend Paper Moon and ended up with Andrew going, cop and a half is pretty great.
1: Yeah. And you also have like, uh, moustache buddy copy <laughs> body cop movies <laughs> on that intersection of Venn yeah.
0: diagrams including Paper Moon but yes I am very glad to see it in the list it might not make my own 250 list and I would absolutely recommend that you go out and see it I think it's fantastic I think it, it's aged remarkably well I think in large part due to the fact that it is a period piece shot in black and white in that it, it's got that sort of aesthetic that already feels old, but it's got a sense of humour that is still fresh and witty and clever today. There's a lot of jokes in, in it that kind of play very well today and which feel incongruous to the 1930s black and white setting, but which, which still
1: well, feel... like I I feel the, these sorts of... um these sorts of jokes often play on the cuz the, the the way the way movies were back there were kind of portraying a certain kind of morality that was perhaps not um and reality to the yes. yeah
0: the Hays uh, code for example
1: Exactly yeah 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 so you have all of these um like and gangsters um, saying ah oh, you maroon ah see um Yeah, oh, uh, yeah yeah We're... where like presumably they're 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 going to be um,
0: much swearier in real life. Much swearier. All right, with that in mind, then we'll segue neatly into the spoiler zone.
1: Spoiler zone.
0: So, Andrew, what is Paper Moon about for you?
1: So, it's about. I guess family, <laughs> like in, in, in the. I it's funny. I I I I was you enjoying the that mo- in your Vin Diesel
0: noise. Family. I don't know. Love
1: family. I, um. Whoa. <laughs> um. <laughs> it, I guess I was enjoying the movie so much that I didn't think about what it was about. But um, I guess like um, it's kind of it's a funny one because it's it seems it, like it's it's. It's a family story, I guess, about um, this kind of... But I suppose it's also like a friendship um, between... Honestly, I don't think I can really tell you what this movie was about. <laughs> okay, I, I for from
0: my perspective, it, it is a, it's a movie Get about me warmed up. it's a movie about like from from me watching it, it is a movie about like strange family bonds, about like the strange connections that we forge and the unspoken associations that we have. It's about articulating your feelings for somebody without actually saying them out loud. It's a movie about a child. Coming to understand the world through traveling with her father, through what she sees and what she doesn't see, and it's very telling that a lot of the movie um, is just
1: because he met met her mother in in, a bar, yeah, in a drinking saloon. Don't make her, don't make him her daddy just so we're clear
0: but it also like it, it captures one of the things the film does is it's it's from her perspective largely so there are extended periods where for example Moses will wander off camera and then wander back into camera big events in his life having taken place off screen or out of frame but we're seeing him through her eyes it's a beautiful yeah. look at like what it is as a child to see the world and to understand the world in I mean, a way that adults don't always think that you do
1: and I, I, I'd question the kind of like getting to understand Things, um, line because I think from the beginning, Addie seems to understand things quite well. Um, like, yes. uh, as well, if not better than most. <laughs> yes. And at and yeah. and reading people. And she, yeah. Like, she, she's grateful um, to learn the kind of. Well, let's talk a little bit about what the movie is about. So, it's. Yeah, I, I, I think we touched on it a bit. It's. Um, Addie has just lost her mother. Um, Moses turned up at the funeral. We're introduced to him. It's a great shot. It's a great shot. And it's it's not just the shot. It's the sound design as well. Yes. Because as he's, he's arriving, he's kind of disturbing this quiet sort of funeral. And they're all looking over their shoulder. You see him walking up. And uh, all the time he's walking up, you can hear the the uh priest going through a sermon about um about uh wickedness and 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 um dissembling and um you know all all, all, all of these <laughs> sorts of things that we need with, to be no very with no dramatic irony yeah, all yeah yeah that we need to be very kind of like um uh, cautious of and the first thing you see him doing is taking uh, a bunch from of else's flowers grave. From, exactly
0: um and then introducing himself and sort of swaggering up and yeah
1: and he 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 goes up to the grave and he he, he ba- basically um like um uh, chats uh, chats up the um, the the mother from 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 inside the grave says like oh I, 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 you still I, got a hot ass yeah I bet you're still warm or yeah. something along those lines like um, yeah he just <laughs> which is very nice of him to come yeah. pay his respects to this to, to this it um... reminds
0: me of the Grand Budapest Hotel yeah. I don't know what the, what they put on you but I want some yeah um, except perhaps a bit less classy. But yeah, Bernie. I mean,
1: the, it, it's it's a strange sort of a it's a strange sort of a thing because I imagine this is the first time he's had to do this particular thing, where like <laughs> going to the funeral of a a woman that he slept with, um, and uh, I mean <laughs> the. It, it. It. But it, it. It just seems like the most normal thing.
2: Yeah. It
0: is. It's rather strange that he. And this is in. This is an interesting thing that plays throughout the film, where Moses is. Moses. The- is this this archetypal sort of con man where there's hints of him having a bit of a heart where there's suggestions that he's like he's a he's a hustler but he's a hustler with a heart of gold so even though like for example he won't give away their money to people who are in, in more dire need as you know as his possible daughter suggests at one point he very much does care for people he comes to the funeral of the of this woman who he clearly cared for um, in in spite of you know, sort of his refusal to accept paternal responsibility for the daughter who may or may not be his, and despite you know, the fact I th- that
1: I think like he probably had uh, affection for this woman, in spite of being a kind of um, uh, you know wayward soul, and his, his the the um, mother probably similar by by all kind of like um, the um, town is very kind of scandalized that she doesn't. Um, behave according to Norms. contemporaneous uh, s- uh, sexual mores. Um, that uh, she's seen as a kind of like a loose woman, and he's 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 a loose man. So they're 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 not going to stay together, I suppose. But that 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 doesn't mean that that
0: they don't care for one another.
1: I, I, I just have like a a an admiration or fond um. Memories, I suppose, um, of of each other, perhaps.
0: At the funeral, is uh, very quickly made responsible for caring for his uh, for the woman's daughter. Um, yes, and it's, it's,
1: it's 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 all it's, done rather quickly, I and mean, it it it's like kind it's, of like like he he gets landed with it, and he's he like he he understands that it, it wouldn't do to make a, a scene about ab- about it, but I think he also. Uh, realizes that he could stand to make some money yeah. out of it and then quickly uh, ship her off.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's the plan originally. It's basically he basically takes her um, and he goes to the drunk driver who is, or the brother of the drunk driver who is responsible you, for her death.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you think that's why he's there? Or, or, or do you think it's a little of column A, a little bit of column B? I think or do you think he has any intention of that particular swindle? Or does it just... um? occur when he's landed with the with With the the daughter daughter. do you think he was going to visit and then on his way out um try and um extort some money or 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 do you think um that's something that occurred to him that's, that's an interesting one, because it, it's a
0: con that I think in some way works on the idea of having the daughter physically there. Yeah. In that I don't think that if he went there and he claimed to be a party working on behalf I mean, of the family. I mean, if band, you were
1: running this con, how would you set it down?
0: <laughs> well, I, yeah, because I'm the person you want to ask how to run a con. But <laughs> yeah. It, it, So yeah, how would Darren run a long con? The the big question of the ages. But I do, I do think that her being there is an essential part of it. Darren and that,
1: Money Mooney.
0: That's what they call me—the money man, the moony man. It's all one and the same. But yeah, I think that her being present is a part of the con. I can't imagine the con working without her, which leads me to believe that it was at the very least improvised and opportunistic. Once he, she was sort of thrust into his arms.
1: I, I imagine there, there's like in 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 the in the in the book of cons, which which isn't <laughs> an actual book. It's an it's an oral history. There's like a chapter on cons to run with kids. Um, cons to run with baby animals. Yeah, so it's like um, a little subset
0: of things that you can do and pull off.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, would you? Would you? Um, I I can't go in here with my puppy. Would and and then you like out of that you build a con. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, do we want start to start from the point of view of having a puppy and then think how am I going to use this to <laughs> grift money off to people? exploit?
0: How can I possibly turn this to a financial advantage?
1: Yeah. It is worth noting that, like, this this movie
0: works in large part because of the, the one-two combination of Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill Absolutely. in
1: They're terrific.
0: Originally, there was some suggestion when Paramount wanted to originally make the movie. The movie was suggested uh, to uh, Peter Bogdanovich by his estranged wife, uh, Polly Platt, who worked as the production designer on it. Um, he It's based on a novel by, uh, called I think it's called uh, A.D. Prey. Um, he didn't like the title. He much preferred the title Paper Moon, taken largely from a contemporary sort of pop standard, which you hear playing, obviously, over the opening credits, for example. And
1: then when in the movie, it has that significance in terms of the photograph.
0: Yes, and he only added that scene because the studio refused to let him call it Paper Moon unless he explained why it was called Paper Moon. So he grafted.
1: I feel like that was a very artful graft, then.
0: It is, well, because it has a lot of emotional weight. That photo works very, very well in how it's used in the course of the film.
1: Considering that was like a kind of an ad hoc addition um, to 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 be like, um, Peter, we love the movie; it's perfect, but. You need to justify it in, 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 in terms of paper mill. In terms
0: of plot terms. But
1: there's also, originally,
0: um, this is interesting because the studio, when he pitched the idea, the studio originally wanted Paul Newman and his daughter to play the roles, to play the lead roles, which is kind of interesting.
1: Um, well, Paul Newman has many sons and daughters. They, they, all of the... the um, aren't we all Paul Newman's sons and daughters in a way? Yeah, there's the um, Hole in the Wall gang. Um, there as as he's, he's done great work for um, uh, children with it with his, well, he, he really in has, in, in 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 Ireland his, uh, Barrettstown um camp in oh gosh is it Kildare. Um, it's close enough to the border with Wicklow. Any 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 Irish listeners, but they really do some terrific work.
0: Now Newman has done phenomenal work for charity, particularly people, in his later years as well. People
1: will know uh, about his kind of Newman's Own um, yes. pasta sauces, and where all the money goes back yeah. into
0: helping the the farmers and the communities that help produce it. Um, but it, he was originally planned to to do it because one of the re- one of the issues was that. Bogdanovich wanted O'Neill, wanted Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill, but apparently Ryan O'Neill was, or had recently had an affair with Ali McGraw, who was married to uh, Robert Evans.
1: Yes, that was, um, was that on the set of Love Story?
0: It was indeed, which was the biggest, uh, which was this the biggest...
1: This is what Andrew knows from the kids' days in the picture.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's entirely, It's a, that's a great book, to be honest. It's a fantastic it, read about a well, fantastic the, point the, of, of American cinematic history.
1: The movie as well. It's like, was I annoyed that Ryan O'Neill <laughs> had slept with my um, wife? You bet your ass I was. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> or, Robert Evans. Um, the, that's the, the, the kind of standard um, <laughs> Robert Evans thing to say. You to answer with ass. a question and respond with
0: you bet your ass. Um, <laughs> the,
1: just that um, American dad bit where it's like, was I getting in a bit too uh, over my head? Yes. Was I starting to talk like Robert Evans? You bet your ass I
2: was.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so he apparently vetoed it. Bogdanovich had to put his foot down and basically um, sort of like play a game of chicken with with Paramount. And eventually he won. Eventually they seeded and said he could do it. Interestingly enough, because every...
1: Was the argument, well, you've just had an affair. I don't think it's appropriate that you play this con man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, (laughs) I
0: I probably don't want to pay you to be in a movie that our studio is financing as well, I suspect, as part of it. But there was also... Wow. Uh, because 1970s Hollywood was 1970s Hollywood, apparently Bogdanovich's estranged wife would only work as production designer on the film if Sybil Shepard was not allowed to visit the set because Bogdanovich was in the middle of an affair with Sybil Shepard having worked together on Last Picture Show.
1: Great taste. I'm not <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not, um, advocating Benoning. infidelity or, or anything like that. But yeah, I, I mean that, that um, uh, yeah sorry <laughs> maybe the less i say but yeah in in, in term- term, but, well done but uh, in terms of of Tatum- Peter Bogdanovich isn't the <laughs> it's a, a handsome man has <laughs> <laughs> a certain thing about him
0: but a uh, great taste in, in neckerchiefs um but yeah he he basically the and the film attracted a great deal of attention notably Tatum O'Neal was the youngest ever winner of the best supporting actor oscar or actress oscar um, she, she totally earned it. Yep, yeah, she was competing. Inter- terrific. Competing like, interestingly enough against Linda Blair for The Exorcist. So there were quite a, lot, a few teenage young actors uh, competing for the award that year.
1: Yeah, and and she like in some ways there's more kind of maturity in in her performance yeah. kind of than than in from Ryan. The, and that's perfect, you know. Um, that that isn't like we. This is the second Ryan O'Neill movie we we've done. And I think that sort, the sort of innocence or kind of fresh facedness that that Ryan O'Neill brings, and his uh, kind of a sense of humor, I think, and uh, delivery is is suited perfectly to this movie. It is. It's a very uh, much like
0: Barry Lyndon. Much like, like Barry Lyndon, you could argue that Barry Lyndon is a similar sort of like. Because I thought Barry Lyndon
1: was very funny. Yeah, and, that, and yeah, and he certainly is a grifter. But it also has this kind of um, Wherever innocence the winds may take naivety it. to a certain extent. It's and and, and a kind of a, a romantic um, kind of uh,
0: quality in some respects. Yeah,
1: yeah, at, at least at the beginning.
0: Yeah, where he genuinely seems to believe in things like true love. This again is is something that's interesting and controversial because a lot of this is one of the things we talked about in the podcast before. Where it comes to casting young actors. Where the question is, do does the young actor deserve credit or do the does the director and casting director deserve credit for coaxing it out of them? Because the shoot, particularly in its early days, was very fraught. Um, and some of this is cute and some of this is harrowing, by the way. I should warn you before we get there. In terms of cuteness... Oh, Darren.
1: Don't, don't, don't do this. ruin it. I thought it. you did no research. Uh,
0: but in terms of, of being very cute, uh, Bogdanovich would shoot dozens... And up to a 100 takes of particular scenes in order to get the right performance from Tatum to catch the scene that he was doing. So he'd be willing to, he'd spend hours and days and they'd literally go away, shoot another scene, come back and spend another day trying to get that one scene right so that her delivery was perfect, which is a great, it speaks very well to Bogdanovich. Um, as a director, that he was willing to do that in order to get the performance that he needed, because again, she's a nine-year-old girl. It's it's like you have to work around that. You have to understand that.
1: I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sure to because you can't, you can't. Um, well, you're probably going to tell me to what extent they can exploit a younger <laughs> actress, but um, generally speaking, these days you can only have them for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and you like, are limited. Yeah, like, that's if, why you hire twins. If, if yeah, if you have um, if you have a play with um, a, a a child kind of lead or a child cast, you can't use the same children every Every night. night. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of like double or triple cast
0: them. Many of those restrictions came in as a result of the tragedy on the Twilight Zone movie, which I'm not sure you want to go into because no. it's quite a, a horrific no, story. Don't. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, in terms of, and again, Tatum O'Neill, it's a fantastic performance and it, Bogdanovich has argued that once she got a rhythm Once she came to understand the mechanics of how the film set worked, she got a lot more comfortable and it was a lot more fluid later on. So towards the end of the set, she was very much enjoying her time working on the film because it was her first time shooting a film. It's a phenomenal, like, first performance. The more harrowing part of it comes from...
1: Most child actors stink.
0: Yes, if we're being entirely honest. Yeah. Um, And the issue, the more harrowing part of that comes from the relationship with Ryan O'Neill who was, by all accounts and by Tatum O'Neill's accounts, not a particularly good father in a general sense, and particularly in the context of this film. There are stories of he would yell and call her an idiot and berate her and slap her on the set when she wouldn't get the takes right. He would abuse her verbally and physically. Apparently, uh, after she won the Oscar, he hit her. Um, because he didn't even get a nomination for the film.
1: Okay, so he's not even uh, just 2018 bad. He's probably 1975 bad. Probably 1975 bad. I mean, he, he you know, he's—he's he's, horrible.
0: It is horrific. He's come out since and apologized and said that he was, of you course. know, was wrong and all that sort of stuff. But it's still That's, horrific when you read. When yeah, you read.
1: yeah, and yeah. I I suppose he he has apologized and and. and I don't, I don't, like, do you know if their relationship is good now, or... Shall we go to the fact machine and check? (laughs) What are we asking? Is Taylor O'Neill's relationship with her father a good one? Um... I, okay. (laughs) I feel like the internet
0: will be able to provide an answer for that. Whether or not that answer, whether or not that says something good or bad about modern society is... is
1: Send her, send her a DM.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, they actually filmed a reality TV show together.
1: Okay. And, um, which is reality about... Reality TV is a, a recent is a, genre, so... Yeah,
0: this was around 2010, 2011. It wow. was about them coming back together after their estrangement. So they were so estranged. they were estranged. Oh, that,
1: That's so sad to hear.
0: Yeah, for a quarter of a century... For twenty five years, which is harrowing. It's horrible.
1: That, 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 Sorry, have I undercut the
0: film? Have I ruined no, the film No, no, no.
1: That it kind of adds a like the fact that they, um, well, by, by by what by what you've said, I imagine they've they've uh, they've made up since, which is maybe a nice conclusion. But um, yeah, that, that that is sad to hear that they that they were estranged for so long. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that things have improved. Question mark.
0: There's another story here from March of this year saying, why "Tatum, have,
1: why have a reality TV show?" It's like, um, Tatum, I'm really sorry for for exploiting you for money all those years ago, and I and I want to I, I, I want to reconcile with you, and also I kind of need money. So, do you think we can do this uh, show? Bravo have
0: offered us a lot of money for this. Bravo. Yeah. But um apparently there's a story from um February from March this year, uh, which is very sad because it's ac-
1: God damn it, Darren.
0: Tatum O'Neill forgives mean. her father, Ryan O'Neill, for their troubled relationship and has begged her father to do the same, which suggests that they had a an unfortunate falling out after the reality TV show as well. Which so, is very sorry, sad. Wait.
1: This is. Tatum O'Neill forgives her father. And wants her father to forgive her? Yep, do the same here. Okay. All right. All right, this, this is a very <laughs> kind of, like, tabloidy... It is, um, very,
0: it is a very tabloidy tangent to go on.
1: But, it, but it, yeah, I suppose... I, uh, when we talk... I, I, I suppose, yeah, the no, it's, behind-the-scenes it's stuff, I guess, is relevant. And yeah. I did want to know that everything ends well. And maybe it has since. But, yeah, it is, it is unfortunate.
0: Um, and it... it, it It's interesting because they work so well together on screen and Bogdanovich wanted to cast and the studio wanted to cast a father and daughter team because they thought that it would have that sort of dynamic to it. And I think it does. I think that a large part of why A.D. and Moe's work so well together is because they have that sort of... There is something... There's something true about the dynamic between them that works. And I mean, there is
1: something Yeah, Ad- Addy has this wonderful petulant kind of a uh, quality to him and this exasperation uh, from Ryan, but also um at the same time there's there's a real kind of um admiration from 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 Addy to Moe's, and and a, a a a real endeavor to impress Moe's, and then this this kind of um, this sense from Moes that that he's he's really uh, gaining a respect for this young lady, you know. Well, I mean, it, which 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 is like there there must be a lot of kind of um, father daughter um, stuff that's kind of been used in the, the performance. I suspect so. I mean, the movie
0: establishes very quickly uh, what Addie like. Addie's character in that wonderful, I want my $200 scene. Yes. That's the moment where she really comes into her own and basically takes charge of the movie. And it becomes very clear who the adult is in their relationship almost. Yeah. Where she, they're, they're having dinner. He's basically, he's got a ticket to send her away, but they've got a few hours. So they go off and they get a Coney Island, which appears to be some sort of hot dog. And they have a knee high, which yeah, is a shake.
1: a hot dog in the style of a Coney Island hot dog. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, the the um, Nathan's, the famous uh, Coney Island um, hot dog place in New York. Ah, um, what's the
0: what is the Coney Island style? I have no idea. Okay, I it
1: it, it it might just be uh, something that they call uh, hot dogs in kind of uh, hick bowdunk um, <laughs> places in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, um, the, or um,
0: this is a very rural movie. In fact, it's set largely in Kansas and Missouri. Yes. Um, but there is there is something like as soon as as Addy sort of says that I want my two hundred dollars, and you have this big almost shouting match between them, and she realized
1: Nehez, Nehez Soda, Nehez gave gave a lot of money, yeah, for product <laughs> place, yeah. from the
0: nineteen thirties. Yeah. Yeah, re- <laughs> <laughs> retroactively, it's like this investment will pay off dividends in forty years. We're gonna be bigger than Coke, baby. But yeah, there's a There's um, they they have this big argument, and Addie basically takes charge. And it happens very quickly that you see Addie acclimatizing to her father's line of business, where she realizes exactly well, she, how she, much she can get from a mark. Yeah,
1: she over she overhears the swindle. Yeah, and straight away knows um, that she can leverage that to get money out of him. Yeah, more money than she's been given as well. Yeah, so she knows she knows that it's. It's worth more than... than the $20 that he sends yeah. you with. Because anything that you get given, is, like, whatever whatever you've done to earn that is worth more than what you're being given, <laughs> um, generally. As a rule, yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: the capitalism in action, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. But yeah, there, there is... and But even, like, the later con, because let, let's talk a little bit about the cons... In the movie, because they're really good, they're really they're quite they're entertaining to watch in that sort of like 1930s sort of screwball comedy sort of way. There's a lot of quick
1: talking and Somebody back and forth. went past me a bit. I suspect that you're more numerate than I am. <laughs> but, a, a, a lot of these cons I would have been played by <laughs> quite
0: easily. But like, there's the Bible one, which is which is a lovely one, and it works very well because Moses presents himself in a very humble... No problem humble, understanding that. Yeah, but Mose presents himself in a very sort of humble and playful sort of... Like a very sort of gentle way and non-threatening way. Oh, where yeah. he shows up at the doorstep of these widows, claims that their husband bought a Bible embossed with their name on it. And he's like, look, they gave me a dollar deposit, but given the circumstances, I can give it back. Or, you know, if you want the, the, the Bible that your dead husband bought for you there's no obligation. You're no pressure whatsoever. I can give you your dollar back right now. But I mean he did order the deluxe um and it's it's a wonderful con because it's a very it's a soft push in many ways. Like it's Yeah,
1: well in indifference is a very powerful thing in, in, in selling. Yeah. It, it, it,
0: andrew was a door to door salesman to be clear um how how did moes capture not, the uh not for not
1: for not for a particularly long time for kind of like less than a year um uh, but it it it's he 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 needs to the, the the particular colony has it, it, it needs to work pretty much all the time yeah is there, is there, in, in in door-to-door sales you have, you, you, <laughs> you have a hit ratio yeah you have to knock on 120 doors you know you to have get a to, sale. you have to hope that like 80 to 100 people are home you know you know that uh, out out of them maybe 20 people will listen to what you have to say um, without without shutting the door yeah. and and of those 20 yeah of those 20 maybe five people will will, 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 will agree between two and five say yeah yeah so and 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 after you've knocked on those 120 doors you need to go back and knock on 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 the people whose doors um, you missed yeah you missed exactly um so what? yeah they, 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 whereas whereas this is quite different. <laughs> it's it's very kind of targeted, I suppose.
0: Well, he literally he has the circled obituaries in the yeah. newspaper, which is probably how he found out about the death of Addie's mother. But you do have like it's a very it's an interesting thing because it presents him as a non threatening con man. It presents him as somebody who isn't. It does. It never seems especially predatory, which is a very nice touch.
1: He's only exploiting the recently bereaved.
0: Yes, yeah, but in a very way, like you wonder how many people oh, sorry, has, has anybody did, ever taken did, the dollar.
1: Do you think that that he's being like that for the sake of 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 not making them part with their money, <laughs> or do you think he's being like that for the sake of making them part That's with their money? That's a fair point. Though. Yeah, it's like, but he's being so nice. It's like yes,
0: that is how to a con works. Yeah, that is how a con generally works. <laughs> but Darren uh,
1: likes <laughs> Darren likes the the kindness, even if it's insincere.
0: The softly, softly approach. It's like when because when Addie shows up, she's
1: ruthless. She's completely and utterly ruthless well, not entirely. I, I feel I, know, I, I know. feel like she she recognizes um where, um the um what What's what's it called? There's low, low, mid, and high demographic. Yes, so, she has a
0: better understanding of demographics than Moe's yeah. does. To be entirely frank, so for example, when they go to a house where they can afford more money, like and you see her looking at the chandelier, looking at the fine furnishings, looking at the necklace that the woman's wearing, and yeah. she intuitively ups the price. She ups the price from eight to twelve, but then she ups it from twelve to twenty four or twenty five, yeah. uh, which is is like remarkable. Moe wouldn't think to do that.
1: So generally, in 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 and in, in, I suppose um, sometimes it's like in, Amazon in door to door selling. They're, they're um, what Moes puts forward all um, at all at all times is the deluxe package, which is what the person um, uh, purchased for them. Yeah. So you can't go up from that. You yeah. you 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 can't say. Um, but you could upgrade uh, he, if you wanted yeah, to like uh, he, super he, deluxe. He said that you might want this uh, this, this this pen um, as well. But um, he 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 said we'd talk about it when I come along or something like that. Yeah. Um, he and 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 he can't he can't he can't kind of undersell it either. Although I suppose maybe he would have maybe he would have said well listen, do you know what? Um, I,
0: have a, I have a... But he'd have to get that one re-embossed. Like, he has the Bible already embossed there. Yeah, the he and couldn't
1: say, he couldn't say, you know what, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, give me five.
0: Yeah, um, let me go around the back and sort of, I'm sure I can emboss yeah. a cheaper copy here. He has you.
1: the one price, yeah. in which, which is six dollars, and he thinks he's going to go to prison for charging more than that, rather than for doing what he's, he's doing. doing anyway, yeah, and
0: exploiting the recently bereaved. But and and you're right when you point out that and this is interesting because Addie has like a, a range, arguably a greater emotional intelligence and an intelligence than Mose. In that, like, but she's also more she's more sensitive.
1: Yes, as well, she 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 notices that the uh, um, the bootleggers. But, um, she recognizes. Um, she, she's kind of k- keeping her ear to the ground. She's she's noticing things. Now, it's it's up to him to kind of, like, have the knowledge of of, of how to exploit that. She's also the one who recognises the... Oh, no, wait. No, it's him who sees uh, a, a glint coming after them.
0: Yeah. She's the one who recognises the, the bellhop's attraction, obviously, to Trixie. Yeah. But it's also she notices, for example... She's so the one who, who tri- has... Has compassion for the poor family who are yeah. who are there who have like twelve kids and who can't afford the Bible. She also, when they're driving, she has compassion for the people who are dispossessed yeah. during the Great Depression, where she suggests maybe giving some money to those people who are like left alone on the road. She's she's a fervent New Dealer, which is interesting because she believes
1: you know In to, Franklin Roosevelt. That's it, and almost or Frank,
0: yeah, as he's called, but almost in like almost in this sort of vaguely socialist philosophy of from each according to their capacity to pay me yeah. and. To each as the, according to their need, which yeah. is a, a very she's she's got a greater range of like emotional awareness than I think Moses does, or at least she's she's more. Cognizant. Well, it's all, it, it's
1: it's not it's not it's not for the good of these people. It's all based on Keynesian economics. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, this is Moses' perspective, isn't it? Or this yeah, is it? this? No, this is this, uh, this is, is Adi's Adi's perspective. Yeah, uh, yeah, with the blackboard, and then there's yeah, the, the, the,
1: the more the more the, like you you don't. You don't want to rip these people off, cause, 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 cause they're poor. You want to, you want to give them, give them a Bible, and then kind of um, that's that that's the, that's going to raise all the, the, the their standards of living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're 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 going to stand a, a, a better chance of of ripping somebody else off. I don't know quite how this works. And then
0: there's the bit where they hand, which I really like, which is the bit where they hand the people various cash, where they hand people um cash back and forth and talk quickly enough. But they take people in, so like,
1: they're like. How much is it a dollar? Okay, I'll give you five. Actually, um, can you if, give me five if, singles? If, yeah, if, and, if if I give you five singles, you can give me five back. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll give you a ten. You give um, a, for the two fives I gave yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, which is great because it gets the person sort of lost in what they have as opposed to yeah. what the person owes, where they never end up paying the money
1: that they actually owe for no. anything. No, so they've given twenty dollars and they've got twenty dollars back. Yeah, which is remarkable, <laughs> um, um, and and they've like bought you know a candy bar or a ribbon okay. or whatever it happens to be.
0: And the person in question has no idea. You okay? She's going to go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. There's also the really nice con that they play later on with the $20 note with that uh, Addy claims was a gift from her mother. Where yeah. where he pays the note happy in. Happy birthday, Addy. Yeah, saying happy birthday. He pays the note in. She gives a fiver. She then claims that she gave a 20 with happy birthday written on it yeah. and gets it
1: back. And, uh, like, I think it's it's... It's it's important that like a fun fun thing to do after this movie is try some of these grifts yourself, listeners. Because <laughs> um, they're, like, they're all playful. Yeah, there's lots of ways of ripping off people in your local community. You can you can ch- um, uh, uh, check out the classifieds, see see if there's any uh, widows in in yeah. in the area. May, may may maybe not bibles in this secular age.
0: Something. in An encyclopedia. No, yeah. wait, that doesn't work either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I brought you a, wiki- a Wikipedia. I brought you a Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You, <laughs> improvise, kids. Improvise. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard to imagine a modern-day um, version of this. It is worth noting, like, as... One of the things the movie does well is it blends the con man narrative with the road movie narrative as this sort of wonderful Americana thing. Like, there's this argument, I think, from Philip French that the con man is a quintessentially American character in that he's a character well, who perpetually reinvents himself. He's a character... Oh,
1: obligat- obligatory Robocop reference. Go on. No, no better way of stealing than Free Enterprise. Yes, which
0: is is very much, like, of the spirit of the film. But there's there's also, like, the con man. The con. And it's interesting. There are other con man movies in the 250. Um, Catch Me If You Can is another example as well. Yeah, but
1: some great um, uh, swindles in that movie.
0: And I mean, it's worth noting that at the turn of the century as well, there were a whole spate of sort of con man related movies uh, from 21 through to, um, for example, uh, Matchstick Men with the Scots film, which is also very good. The Oceans movies had their resurgence at the turn of the millennium as well.
1: Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: Probably as well. Probably has a bit of hustle that's Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. I wouldn't describe. Yeah, like... and
1: there's a kid in it, isn't there?
0: There is, but that's a yeah. shame. That's because a Shane Black movie. Yeah,
1: but the, 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 isn't there like uh, some sort of a scam that they're running?
0: I think there might be. Yes, but I mean the 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 thing is though, like Philip French has argued that the con man is like a distinctly American pop cultural figure. Obviously, there are countless examples from European <laughs> history. You can go to Barry Lyndon comes to mind as one example. Yeah. But like
1: I the mean, ad- it's a, it's 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 a central motif. In American life and politics,
0: that's a fair point as well. we don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now, but the idea—yeah, <laughs> I'm talking,
1: talking about, about
0: possibly uh, P.T. Barnum um, and uh, who was the other one? There was also what's uh, Tammany as well, wasn't it Tammany Hall? Tammany Hall. Yeah, but How yeah, I once knew a girl in
1: Tammany Hall. Um, really? <laughs> no. Okay, but yeah, but the idea is that like I have it, no idea. What it is. it <laughs> speaks.
0: It speaks to the American, like, myth of this self-reinvention and reconstruction and this idea of classic myth-making and of, like, going to a country and making something of yourself from nothing, which is arguably what a con man does. A con man invents a persona, invents a story, and sort of travels on the road and is whatever they need to be at any given moment in time, which is something that's very, I think, core to the American characters, this idea of, like becoming oh, what you need to be
1: I wish I, I wish I did a better job of this um, because because I I, 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 I think um, with me and I think to a certain extent with yourself there was a certain amount of moving around <laughs> yes um, growing like, up. like like in this movie growing up maybe not at quite the pace <laughs> but every now and then uh, being in a new school in a new uh, community having to reinvent yourself and and thinking to myself, this time it'll be different. This time they won't get to know the real you. This time <laughs> and I'll be cool. Everyone will like you. Yeah, this time yeah. I'll be cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: never quite worked out that way no, unfortunately. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: um, I think it 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 probably came from not liking them. Um, I, I had a problem when I was a child in that there were very few children that I liked very judgmental Andrew and in was, turn uh, very they, few that liked me they responded in kind yeah but, I wasn't I don't think I was shy about like uh, <laughs> uh, your disdain uh, for other yeah, human yeah. beings yeah I, I, like, I wasn't telling them to beat me up but that's the way they <laughs> took it that was the message that you yeah, were sending I was like... like hey that's a pretty silly thing you said they were probably mispronouncing things <laughs> <laughs> I was correcting them <laughs> <laughs> and then they were beating the snot out of me. I
0: like the idea that our relationship is built on the fact that I won't beat the snot out of you. For, <laughs> exactly. And that I'm too polite to, to
1: object to any of your complaints about yeah, me. Yeah, that, that, that is the basis of it. Darren. Our relationship is
0: built on the fact that Darren is a doormat. unobjectionable. <laughs> yeah, completely unobjectionable. But the film the film does capture that sort of like American sort of stuff. We talked about it with Paris, Texas, the idea of the road movie and the road being sort of essential to American identity as well. Mm. And this sort of combines the two where it's like Addy and Moe's can basically go wherever they want to go and reinvent themselves. And the film itself is structured in such a way that they have everything. Like they, they start from very little. They earn like more than $800. They lose that and at the end they just start again from their beginnings yeah you know, and they literally have learned absolutely nothing except they've grown together you know as a potential possible family unit but like at the end she's still demanding her two hundred dollars which is exactly where
1: they were when they started and and that's beautiful they was sitting like- there at the side of the street and i pointed at this <laughs> <laughs> i pointed at this homeless man and said he's got more money than us ivanka <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyway. Where did I that come from?
1: Um, that, that's a uh, Donald Trump story. No, I, I, he, I know, but I'm just wondering he, how it relates to this. He, like... Um, like like Moe's. He, like Mose lost everything many times and was able to... to Law <laughs> his way back up. Lull his way back, yeah. Um, but
0: I, I, do, I do like that. I like that the film basically accepts that, like, there will be... A, it's it's not a heroic journey in the traditional sense. It isn't, like, at the end, Mose goes legitimate. And the film sort of teases the possibility of the two of them breaking up but then refuses yeah. <laughs> the money
1: the 10 million dollars the grandma the father gave me i've lost it again <laughs> but yeah there is this Sorry. yeah i thought we weren't doing the political I beg your pardon. no
0: I no beg no your it's pardon. entirely apt and it's it's good that i'm not the one dragging politics in this time no. but there is this kind of a liberal yeah <laughs> but there is this wonderful kind of sense of like like the quintessential American character being this sort of traveling huckster who can start again from his beginnings and never breathe a word about his loss and pick himself up and pull himself up by his bootstraps almost. Yeah,
1: but actually, at the end, he's like his uh, Addie has to kind of gear him up. Yeah, and say, come on. are you lying there for we will just like start start all over again her (laughs) her attitude to it is is so and that's i guess something that reminded me and it reminds me now of of door-to-door sales (laughs) is the thing about kind of like um losing one's attitude when things don't go well you have to believe that like over time um, it will
0: balance out and there will be a e- net positive exactly
1: yeah yeah so you have to kind of uh, prepare to, to kind of have these I like the idea that Andrew and saw keep, Mose keep, keep,
0: bleeding keep, in the gutters having been roughed up by yeah. these guys he tried to and come and it's like
1: don't blame the process <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the process the, is
0: sound Mose yeah yeah um, but yeah there, there is something in that in that idea that like at the end of the film they're no better off well you know apart from having found each other than they are at the start yeah
1: they traded
0: down. (laughs) If anything, from the car.
1: But that's nothing. Which they win in a fight with Randy Quaid. A
0: wrestling match with Randy Quaid (laughs) playing Leroy. Leroy. Um, And I like that the entire family is defined, even though the cast isn't according (laughs) to appearance. (laughs)
1: Another Ryan O'Neill wrestling movie. (laughs) He's like, it's like, it's like Christopher Walken. Um, putting uh, dancing into movies, or or <laughs> indeed, um, uh, Sam Rockwell putting um, uh, dancing into his movies. Obviously, Ryan O'Neill... Is very good at wrestling. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe he, he... Who knows? Maybe he has some experience as some sort of, like, a boxer or a, um, a judoka or something.
0: But um, there, there is... interesting enough, Randy Quaid had also worked with Bogdanovich on the last picture show, so he was a bit of a favourite of his. Yeah. It, is, it is interesting to see him playing a yokel He doesn't here. always fight in his movies. Yeah. But there is something interesting thing Yoko a yokel, but let's... Always plays the yokel. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> Let's play this. Let's talk a little bit about like the rest of the film in terms of so you want to talk there about Trixie, uh, Trixie yes. Delight. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah. It's, it's and
0: her potential urinary tract infection.
1: Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's it's this tr- tremendous kind of introduction to her where Moes comes in and he says, Hey, we're um uh you're 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 gonna be sitting in the back tomorrow where we're we're, we're, we're gonna go, um there's this uh there's this lady. Um, and like, what's her name Trixie Trixie Delight and he kind of left like for a moment yeah. and then he's like she's a real lady <laughs> it's <laughs> um, a beautiful scene and yeah yeah and he gets really like he knows that he's being, being like, judged being judged, judged. Yeah, silently yeah. Like and then later on he's like she's a real lady she's got a college diploma and everything no she got a I high school in, diploma in, yeah yeah a high school diploma and the first one is like she's a real lady she's from a good family and everything um, One of the
0: things Bogdanovich does here, like and that just reminds it's me It's a
1: like, very it's 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 an amazing treatment or or um commentary on on women and on on I guess to a certain extent women in movies. But there there's there's a real um there's a real sadness to to Trixie, especially in a certain scene. And a a a, a really, really um enjoyed this this kind of it's like, a
0: great performance from madeline Kahn, who at this stage this is before her association it's really, it's
1: with really something that, uh, like a role to i suppose it, 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 it follow a cliche for her to get her teeth into yeah because it, it, there, there's there's this whole thing about she wants love but it never works out and yeah. she can't understand why and as an as an audience we know that like she has this kind of like like um, she
0: tends to treat it as a commodity or a sort of thing. It's
1: sort of a but yeah, well that that that's one thing is 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 that she turns tricks for money. Another but another, not even an, that, an, but... another, another another thing is that she has this kind of like grating quality that she's entirely unaware of. And it's it's so kind of sad because you you, you want her to uh, find love. And she's betrayed as well by Addie.
0: Yeah. Addie so, incredibly cannily and manipulatively with like the, the... It's like she pulls a reverse parent trap basically is probably the yeah. best way to describe it. It's one of that the rare movies... the best movies.
1: way to describe it, Darren. <laughs> it's a rare Good movie. Good job landing on
0: that. <laughs> where you will see like a nine-year-old kid basically solicit prostitution in order to break up her father's relationship.
1: Have you seen Blank Check? No. Are no, ways? Wait, wait, no, Milk Money.
0: No, I've not seen Milk Money either. Milk Money.
1: Milk Money Money is a movie. I think it's where um, he pays a hooker to to. Do we need to go to the fact machine? machine. Yeah, this is um, a crazy premise for a movie. Um, he, ladies and gentlemen, just it's pitch. A, it's a '90s hooker movie uh, with kids.
0: You like the way, like you make it sound like a Tom Selleck movie, but with kids. It's like how many '90s hooker movies were there? Were... A pretty Woman. Come on. It's like the it's like it's like the women in prison movies of the '70s. Three young boys pool their money and pay V, a kind-hearted prostitute, to strip for them. Afterwards, she drives them home to the suburbs, but then her car breaks down. It's just as well, though, because a mobster named Waltzer played by Malcolm McDowell, is after her, and V realises the suburbs are the perfect place to hide. But things get a little more complicated when V falls in love with Tom, played by Ed Harris, a single father who is unaware of her real profession.
1: Exactly. So, sorry, is she, she is a hooker, right? Or a sex worker.
0: A kind-hearted prostitute in kind the movies. Kind-hearted movie prostitute. Um, with a heart of gold.
1: Yeah, so the, this movie was, uh, it was it was it was perfect because it was it was about these kids who wanted to see boobies. <laughs> we talked bit before
0: about Andrew's sort of like Andrew's this is how Andrew came to cinema in the
1: 90s. This is not how Andrew came to cinema. This is how um, many young men uh, many many men um, <laughs> uh, came came to um yeah, yeah, the, 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 this is not an unusual thing. You don't have to get defensive, Andrew. I, I'm not the one who should be defensive. All right. Uh, but yes. right. You're, you're the one who should be
0: defensive. But yeah, let's get back to talking about Trixie Delight. Because, I mean, it is there is a real pathos about her, particularly in that beautiful scene on the hill with Tatum O'Neill, where she's talking about her and she's trying to connect with this young child. And she's saying how, you know, she didn't have perfect bone structure when she was younger. But then, when she got older, she got perfect bone structure, and everything yeah. just came together for her.
1: Yeah, exactly. But then there's this sort of the. Uh, but um, this is the bit you're talking about, where yeah. it's like
0: I can't understand why love doesn't work for me. But yeah. I'll probably be gone in a few months anyway. But something,
1: I'm- something always goes wrong. They, um, they kind of lo- lo- lose their interest in me one way or another. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a real there's a real sadness to that. I found myself really rooting. Trixie and like the the i think like it it, it's it's this kind of very identifiable thing that 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 happens to a lot of men and women where 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 they have these kind of um where they have these aspirations romance but don't realize
0: that they're getting in their own way almost yeah
1: where and 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 that's you you there there's something there's something really kind of like because the fact that I want her to to have this means that, like I I like I and I guess the audience see something really kind of relatable kind of, in someone, yeah, or like valuable in her. If only uh, she kind of like I suppose knew how to
0: how to translate that
1: into yeah. genuine
0: affection and love.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 you 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 want you want people who want love to find love, basically, especially when. When you kind of like the people. The, 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 and uh, and I, I, I suppose like... And, 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 and you're and right,
0: it, by the way, that Trixie could easily have been a one no character. In fact, she's introduced as yeah. something of a one no character and she develops over the scenes that we spend with her through the wonderful performance of Madeleine Kahn but also through the script by Bogdanovich as Absolutely. well. Absolutely.
1: There, and and, and there, there, it's saying a lot about women and about the way men see women. And the way um,
0: society in general sees women, yeah, like
1: there's a lot of this... there, there's 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 the same with uh, with Imogen, where she, this is part of the reverse parent trap, as you call it, yeah. the, um, where um, they have to keep um, Moes for for a while away from Trixie in order in order to allow um, the, the bellhop or the yeah, bellboy to to uh, to go upstairs and have his way with her, and she says, oh. Um, Trixie can't come out she's sick and he's like oh I should go up and take care of her and it's like no, she's not really sick. It's woman. It's uh, woman problems. Yeah. At which point
0: Moes just sits down and says, "Oh, you should tell us her, like, see here tonight." Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, He's
1: uh, like doesn't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, that's that's something that is is very yeah. That's and that's something that's very true even today. Like you see comedies oh, that yeah. think it's hilarious how men awkwardly react to these things. Well,
1: like, there's 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 plenty of men who are very squeamish about those sorts of things. Yeah. It's not relevant to the podcast, but I'm I'm. I'm not squeamish myself, but it, it's not. No, there is there is a social standard, not, right it, yeah. but it is it's it, it it is not an unusual thing for um for like men our age or younger to be um, um, to
0: have a similar sort of reaction.
1: Yeah. Have you seen uh, Neighbors Two
0: or Bad Neighbors Two as it's marketed over in the in Ireland, the UK?
1: I have not. They have a. a I've heard, I, I've heard you say it's 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 good or surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good and surprisingly
0: progressive in some ways because one of the one of the jokes basically hinges on the idea of menstruation. In that it's yeah, there's a sequence and this spoils a a, a joke in the film. But,
1: two two fifty talking about the things that other podcasts well, won't,
0: won't go to. But there's a sequence where the female characters throw bloody tampons at the windows of the protagonist's house and Zach Efron who's been helping the the. The, the sorority organized their sort of pranks comes in and he's like whoa that was that was way way over the line what were you guys doing that was disgusting and, and to which chloe moretz responds you would have thought that was hilarious if it was a bag of dicks we threw and he's like yeah you got a point that would have been hilarious uh, and the movie is, is very pointedly point you know drawing attention to the double standard that exists when it comes to that sort of humour and that sort of bodily function where you tend to in some ways treat menstruation as something that is icky in a way that male sexuality isn't. It reminds me of have you seen uh, The Big Lebowski? Uh, yes. There's a wonderful like little monologue in the, and it's just in the background of the scene with Maud played by um, what's her name Julianne Moore yes. where she's talking about how you know the word vagina makes men uncomfortable whereas a gentleman will refer to his wang penis or Johnson without batting so much as an eyelid. There is very much a double standard that Yes. Does the word make you uncomfortable? But there is, there's uh and it is. It's an entirely fair double standard and it's interesting to see a movie from 1973 <laughs> touching on that. entirely fair double standard. Uh, did I say entirely fair? I'm uh, sorry, yeah. apologies.
1: Uh, no, no, it, 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 I, I know. It's what entirely
0: fair to describe it as yes, a double standard. Yeah, Apologies.
1: Yeah. But yeah, um, and it, it's kind of. you we get angry letters. But it it's is. More likely you get angry letters from some stupid nonsense that I say.
0: <laughs> yeah, Darren is the true hate crime on the 250. <laughs> with his perfectly moderated opinions and sitting Had on the fence. Not
1: he said or did but him. Just <laughs> personally as an individual. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're right. We hate crime.
0: <laughs> but it's, it is interesting to say. It is interesting to point out... like Darren, you stand accused of being a hate crime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just individually. Please? Inoffensively. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you're right when you say that there is something quite ahead of its time in the way that this movie treats women. And particularly in terms of Addy, but also Trixie, where there's a lot of sympathy and understanding of the double standards that apply to men and women when it comes to sex, and when it comes to talking about sex.
1: And like. that, that, That's the thing that... that... I I I guess it's a way in which movies can sometimes uh, touch on some of these uh, topics is using the uh, character of of a I keep saying sex worker it sounds like the most politically correct like, term I could possibly use we we can say hooker um or and and, and, and we we mean to say yeah, thing. yeah. But it it's it's a it, it's it seems to be an an interesting way in which a, a movie can talk about women and sex it, and sex because there 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 is there is there is a sense in which um if um what because what's interesting tell is me that, what I'm trying to say what, <laughs> before
0: I is it, part part of what's interesting about the handling of the sex workers um in in this movie in particular. Is how the movie doesn't actually sexualize Trixie that much in terms of you off stage
1: she's dancing a certain extent, but at the same time, kind of like um, uh, kind of sending her up, yeah. Because she she's uh, she's coming out and she's kind of like waggling her hips and like uh, pushing her chest forward, but there's also a real sense of her being a complete tyrant, yeah, um, to to Imogen. But there's also, like, I mean,
0: it's worth noting that, like, all this, a lot of the stuff happens off screen. So there's, like, never, her affairs are never visualized on screen, despite, she never has sex. And even the stuff when she does have sex, it's heard through a door, and it's the start of it, yeah. for example. I mean, there's when she's dancing, see, when, when, um, <clears throat> when Mose goes to see her dancing at the show it. repeatedly. Because you, it's
1: from the point of view of, the, the only time you see her sexualized is when she's um, observing the looks that the... Uh, a bellhop is doing, yeah. So she can see kind of like... Um, from his male gaze yeah. almost. The, That's the, tra- the shaking
0: of the der- of the hips as she's walking up the stairs. Sorry, this sounds very salacious. Derriere, this this yes. is another
1: episode of Darren After, after Dark. dark.
0: Um, it's the always the ones you least the suspect there. But the movement of the hips as she's walking up the stairs. As she
1: sashays slowly towards the... <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> with, with Robert Evans, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, we actually have him in studio with us right now. But... You're you're right though. I think that, the, and this is something that's very interesting because the movie, outside of that quick shot, generally avoids the male gaze. out those games. Because I mean, even even the bit where like, and it's it's funny, like when Trixie's talking to um to Addie and she's saying, you know, let let Trixie with the big tits sit up front, and she sort of does that little shimmy. Interesting enough, you know, that Madeline Kahn was actually so mortified by that line that her reaction. There was from the first take that she did. Apparently, she only did one take where she said the line because she had such difficulty saying something that was overtly sexual like that. So when she sort of blushes a little bit, that's the actress actually feeling a little bit embarrassed at delivering the line. Yeah, a little bit. Thank goodness it's in black and white, eh? But, but yeah, there's even when she sort of sexualized in that sense where she's sort of shrugging her shoulders to draw attention to it it's still something that's presented as and, non-sexual.
1: And that's another part part of the whole sadness. She's embarrassed I think about who like like she 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 still kind of like puts forward this 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 kind of idea of of it being kind of like above her. But she also knows um from 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 sex being a transaction for her. She knows kind of like um, how it works and she, and she's 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 used to and she's exercised in it because she she knows like oh $25 is actually pretty good i shouldn't right.
0: and 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 you have the irony of her seeming to actually on some level care for Moses perhaps but not sleeping with him because Moses she Moses sorry Moses because she because she sees it as a transactionary thing she sees sex as the leverage that she holds in this relationship due to societal and gender norms and so she won't have sex with him because she feels like that would give up that leverage or, or give up some sort of power that she has. It's an interesting dynamic at play there. Like, as as, as Imogen points out, like, she won't sleep with, with Mose because she knows that, you know, she, she if she does she may lose the capacity to get what she wants out of him. Yeah. And and it's kind of, it is, it is and, kind of and, sad because but, as, Mose it's, actually it's a, loves her. Mose actually a, cares for her.
1: But it's another extent to which Mose is a complete mark
0: despite being a con man ironically yeah. enough like
1: yeah because he, he like if 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 if, if 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 he were the the swindler that like like he that's that he' kind of aspiring to being um then he, he he would be able to to basically say not that, not that he um well he wouldn't say it to Addy, because I think he wants to protect Addie. From any kind of like... Um, Inappropriate behaviour. Uh, yeah. Like there's there's a moment where
0: one of the girls comes up to the room and he kisses her in the doorway rather than letting her come in. So Addy only sees her through the doorframe, which is a lovely shot. I mean, we should talk a little bit about how Bogdanovich shoots this in a little bit. But yeah, that, that's and, a great example.
1: And there's that great thing about, as well, Addy liking... Um, you remember that movie um, My Girl? Yes. Where... Um, she, she she is admiring, is it her, her father's um, girlfriend? I think it might be Jamie Lee Curtis. I think it is, yes. Yeah, um, which is crazy, by the way, to have her as the girlfriend to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's lovely. and the, <laughs> um, <I'm> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Dan. Um, <laughs> sorry, but, Dan. But also like, yeah. <laughs> hi, guys. Um, uh, but any, anyway. Welcome um, to 350.
0: Not objectifying women, but no, happily not, objectifying Not in women.
1: the slightest. But the, the thing that I wanted to talk about, not the thing that I didn't want to talk about that I did, <laughs> the thing that I wanted to talk about was that the, the in, in, in in that movie, this thing where Jamie Lee Curtis is, is, is this... Um, I was going to say pretty woman, <laughs> no, <laughs> but given but, what we've talked uh, about so far, what we've just spoken about, um, is is this? Um, I guess um, sexy kind of like uh, 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 fashionable, um, kind of free spirited, or like? Well, it's been a long time since I watched the movie, but but the sense in, in and. And her, she she tries to kind of like put on like makeup and um, yeah. and there's that scene in, in in this movie as well where Trixie it's, promises to, is no it, oh, no sorry. where yeah there 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 is there is that but before that the, you oh, yes, you the have mirror. um Addie kind of like she she's always been confused um, for a boy, yeah. and there there there's an extent to which she admires these sorts of like her 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 mother. And, and and some of the girls as well that the feminine um, quality
0: that, that she seems to be lacking yeah, in.
1: Yeah, and she where 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 she wants to be kind of feminine and 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 beautiful um and But without she,
0: surrendering any any of her agency or autonomy.
1: I I don't know Okay, but I mean in
0: the context of the times. In the context of the thirties.
1: i think it's just a moment where she's looking in the mirror and thinking wouldn't it be nice if 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 i I, I, if i was like my mother if i could stand like my mother and wear the perfume yeah yeah if i if i could be like this glamorous um uh uh uh, woman she also has
0: that conversation with her father where she's wondering why they always call her a boy and it's like because you don't dress like a girl yeah um and there's a sense that she maybe likes dressing like a boy
1: why are we calling him her father
0: good point okay when is she's it,
1: having a conversation with maybe her father
0: maybe her father
1: they certainly have the same cheekbones
0: yes uh, and the same jaw uh, but yeah Moes. okay but we're Joel, having, she's having yeah. the conversation with Moes, and Moses is basically you know she's she's wondering why they always wonder if he's if joke about her being a boy and he's like well maybe if you dress like a girl
1: yeah and it, it's this it's this it, it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of like again to get very kind of like Twenty um, first century left of um, <laughs> the political uh, centre. Yeah, um, it's an interesting kind of like look at at at, at, at gender and bec- because she 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 is kind of like the um, I suppose discovering who she is. Yeah, is is in a sense a coming of age, like like I guess um, <laughs> my girl again because in in my girl, as far as I recall, she's a kind of a tomboy yeah um character i think there's something there's something very powerful in movies about the tomboy who's kind of like um, i suppose looking at the way men look at uh, these glamorous women and and wanting to be kind of uh, re- regarded in the same fashion yeah i think th- i think i suppose some, some i was I w- I was going to talk about some something that i had a hard uh, something that i was given a hard time about at the time uh, but, but that one of our Twitter followers kind of gave some kind of validity to is, is the idea of a lot of these movies on the, the 250 having these young uh, female characters who are in, in some small kind of nascent way starting to discover whatever... Um, childish sexuality they might they might yes, have yes I remember that we all I remember, to remember away there was a lot of uneasiness in the room of, talking on, about on like, that. Yeah. well it's fine for a boy to have a sexuality but it's wrong. I think that. <laughs> was, I think you may be exaggerating
0: our position. It no, was more no, like, I, think, I, I don't when think. When you have I, a nine-year-old child, no matter what the gender, when you start discussing, their... like, you want to talk about well, Book that's of Henry. You had
1: no sexuality at the
0: age of nine. <laughs> that, Andrew was all. Andrew was like, "Go, go, go!" But I mean, it's okay. You want to talk? We can talk about the Book of Henry all you want. If you want to talk about creepy sexualization of I young think, boys, I think. I
1: think your point was not that it's weird to to think of a a young girl having a nascent and. Sex- I think your point was that it's weird for me to talk about a young girl having an ace in sexuality, which is perhaps fair. But yeah, they're, they're, that's definitely in the movie. It is definitely. in yeah, the
0: movie yeah. I, I, I will concede that. I
1: think. I think. I think. I had, I had argued we um, about? that in Wolverine. That oh yes, that's what that. it was with, with yeah. Laura. Yes, you're and right. It, it, it makes sense because there's this whole sort of like. Yes,
0: I remember that podcast. In <laughs> fairness, there it was a very heightened podcast discussion. <laughs> like it wasn't just it that we. there
1: been some drinking.
0: It wasn't just that we went. Uh, oh, Andrew it was. like you literally backed away from the mic, if I remember correctly. What are you but there was not a re-
1: disgusting.
0: Not a reflection on the conversation we were having or on the content of the conversation. I to the talk show. about it.
1: I thought it was an interesting part of the movie and I think it's an interesting part of the movie. It is, it is. I'm it's sorry a, not to in, distract it's you. It's an right? interesting uh, strand in, in in My Girl uh, um, yeah. as, as well. This kind of like idea of, like may, maybe sexuality is a loaded term, but the, may maybe if you prefer the idea of... A sexual um, identity perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, of, th- of thinking of kind of romance. Yeah. You know, and and thinking kind of like I I um um I I I'd, I'd like to be kind of um, uh, attractive, where yeah. where whereas that's not something that enters into a many a,
0: portrayals of young boys, lives, for example.
1: Yeah, but like um when when you're talking about young boys, like I suppose it's the way society is, or maybe the way movies make stories about young boys and young girls is generally, from the point of view of a boy, it's in the sense of, like, being besotted yeah. with with some uh, young woman. And from the sense... From the point of view of girls, it's often kind of wanting to be noticed. The object
2: of such besotting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's a... a, a that, that, whole, that whole thing was kind of interesting to me. F- from from somebody who's never had that experience and will never have have that experience of being a a young a, girl a, becoming a, young girl a becoming, be, becoming a young woman um or a little woman it's 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 an interesting uh, perspective to kind of get from movies and i know i know it's not something that 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 i guess men are like comfortable uh, talking about
0: no, it's, it's a very, very fair point. I mean, I, I being honest, I'm reticent to talk about it because I don't have the expertise to talk about it. Yeah, I, think should, a... I think we should and I think we need to and I think that we, as a culture, are very, very uncomfortable with female sexuality I mean, in, gender, it w- it would be, in general. I mean,
1: it would be better if, if there was a woman... Uh, here. If we'd here, known about
0: the movie beforehand, we would have arranged to have a female panelist on, to be honest. Yeah. If we... if. If either of us had seen the movie before, we probably would have had a fan. And by the
1: way, it would probably require there to be more than one woman. Yeah. To be, because it, Speak on behalf of yeah, wo- all women. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we need... Like a uh, a congress of one hundred women, <laughs> in order to get um, a proper sense. Yeah, but, but no, I I think there is
0: is some validity in that argument, and that's that's very fair. Interestingly enough, I do think the idea of self image is very important as a place of the film, and you can see it in in Bogdanovich's repeated use of mirrors. Not only in sort of like clever sort of like film schooly ways of here's a camera that appears to be looking directly at a mirror but it's showing a character which is like a wonderful framing composition but repeatedly you have characters standing in front of mirrors like inspecting their appearance. And I think you're right when it comes to Addie; It's a case of like trying to determine who she is and who she wants yeah. to be.
1: And to, w- to what extent does the kind of w- way that she wants to be seen the, 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 the define who she's going to be? Yeah. And the... The awkward attempts to to to, to kind push of play, that along. play a woman. Yeah. Like, I mean, and the moment where they're in the car and he has to open the window. She <laughs> herself in perfume, which is something that I think yeah, probably young even boys young and men, young, young women yeah, even young will, men will, 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 will at some point fall victim to.
0: Aftershave is a very powerful yeah. tool. But yeah, and there is something in that as well. I mean, there's also, you mentioned the it. The more the better... You also mentioned it earlier on, I kind of want to circle back oh, to it, yeah. <laughs> is the idea of Moe's... This I- irony of how Mose sees himself versus how Moe's actually is. Because Moe's... Is basically, he sees himself as a con man, but he spends a lot of the movie as a mark. In that, at the very start of the movie, uh, Addie's basically foisted upon him. And it's it's a wonderful scene because it's like, oh, thank goodness you came along. He's like, oh, yes, thank goodness I came along. As if to say he's been a pastor in this. But even stuff like later on, he gets, he's like, in some way, he's getting swindled by Trixie, you could argue, um, in that, you know, she's aware of it as a transaction, whereas he's genuinely in love. Addy manipulates him in terms of with the bellboy and stuff like that but even the bootlegger is a great example where the bootlegger is going to shake him down he thinks he's shaking down the bootlegger by stealing the whiskey and selling it back to him whereas on the other hand the bootlegger is shaking him down by like taking the whiskey and then he's going to have his brother who is the sheriff shake him down and sort of take the money off of the plan
1: what he's going to find out is that they 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 didn't make any net gain on the transaction
0: Eventually, the like, like eventually, I would have made two hundred dollars. Eventually, they make two hundred
1: dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: it seems like a lot of work when you put it into perspective. Yeah. But there is this idea that Mose is in no way the con man that he thinks he is, and is is in no way as adept or as clever or as wily as two dollars. Yep, that's
1: twenty-four and cents. Is it seventy-four cents? Might be,
0: but as he thinks he is, there's this wonderful gap between how I'll most. I do you out of fifty cents, there, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't letting it Fetching go. Confused, but Mose, Mose,
1: you're good with numbers, Darren.
0: But Mose isn't, a, yeah, hosting a podcast about the two fifty. <laughs> but Mose is. Not in no way as competent or as sharp as he thinks he is. Twenty
1: five tens. Did you know
0: (laughs) that? But in in a way, it's kind of interesting because it plays into how Bogdanovich directs. Because Bogdanovich's direction, this is great. It's kind of like Milo's foremans, where it's not really that stylized, it's not really that showy, but it's very. I mean,
1: it feels less kind of rough. ...than Milos Forman.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. It's it it's more, more technically polished. accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of really great stuff. Like, there's a lot of long takes. Bogdanovich is very fond of long takes. Like, there's really long conversations between, obviously, Moses... Uh, sorry, Moes. apologies. Moes and Addy when they're driving. And those are the takes that it took a long time for Tatum uh, to learn. Because obviously she's nine years old and she's learning like 10, 15 pages of dialogue. Like there's a really great conversation between the two of them that plays out in a single take where he threatens to take her to a train station. And they have this back and forth about how the which is the nearest train station. But then they'd have to go through X. And he's not going to divert through X. Oh, by the way, can we go to... But we're out of Bibles. Why didn't you tell me we were out of Bibles? We're going to yeah. have to go back and get more Bibles. We're going to have to divert. We're going to have to take a divert off the diversion. That's
1: but, the funny thing. Is that there's a lot of really intelligent dialogue. There, there, there's like the convolution yes. of, of 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 that scene. And there's also the, the kind of like intelligence of some of the lines that come out of her mouth. That she had to remember as a child. Like... But, and, whereas, and the rhythm like, as, it as well. It's, like it depends. It's, it's a on kind of like a thing that maybe a child might might say because there's a kind of a child logic about it. Because there there's um, there's there's the scene in which he says, um, "Well, I've got scruples," and 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 it's like, "Do you know what scruples are?" And she says. Um, well, um, I don't know what they are, but if you got them, I'm sure they didn't belong to you. <laughs> Which is a very, very yeah, childish line. Probably but something very, you've stolen.
0: But a very smart childish line yeah. as
1: well. But Bogdanovich does a
0: lot of these in long takes. And like it, it's worth noting, like that's another... You mentioned there, they're on the scene where he's, he's telling Addy that Trixie's going to be coming with them. And it's this shot of Addy just sitting on the bed. He comes in, he goes By out... Smoking, inappropriate. inappropriate smoking. The movie's full of inappropriate smoking. Most of it at the behest of of She it lights. Podcast bingo. Yeah, she lights a match with her we, thumb. We,
1: we've uh, we've given a liberal commentary. We've hit a RoboCop, Robocop reference. reference. And uh, and yes, inappropriate smoking. <laughs> and I've also veered into like an uncomfortable area uh, yeah, for that, Darren. Um, yeah, or for me. um
0: <laughs> But yeah, interesting enough, you know the cigarettes are made of lettuce.
1: Whoa, wow, yeah. I did not. I was wondering why the, uh is, is it something about it being a lettuce cigarette that uh, you can't see it in the dark? <laughs> when he turns off the when light. When he turns off it, the light. Yeah. I was expecting there would be that shot with like the, Just a little dot of little light on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah,
0: I, I don't know if that's a property specifically of lettuce, but it is, it is, Darren. <laughs> I don't know
1: about lettuce-specific properties?
0: Of cigarettes, I'm afraid not. This isn't quite on, on my sort of list of things. But
1: lettuce isn't one of Darren's
0: areas <laughs> of expertise, nor is smoking. So the intersection of them is particularly outside my area of expertise.
1: But there's a number of really... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy eater who never eats lettuce because it's it's nutritionally inert. I I... I um I'd like to uh, like uh, um prematurely jump into the plug section and tell people don't eat lettuce. Eat, eat It's an anti
0: plug section. It's yeah, the, what yeah, is the eat, of a plug.
1: Eat, eat some rocket, have some spinach, like a socket have some section. kale. I mean kale You're gets really a hard time, it but it, yeah,
0: it, it 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 doesn't kale in comparison to cabbage.
1: Well certainly uh, c- cer- certainly stay um stay away from um those um icebergs. And and um, like, like you know that only ten
0: percent of the goodness is on the surface. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> and, I hear. Um,
1: and uh, maybe go for like a lollo rosso. You might get some antioxidants out of that. A little bit of color into your into your into your salad. But um, yeah, there's a, nothing nothing in a, in a in a in an iceberg certainly. But, anyway, back to uh, okay. other things I don't know about. Like aside from just passing the Bletchel test, uh, because it's in 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 so many ways. There's even a scene with two women talking about another woman, not yes. <laughs> talking about a man.
0: Yes, with Imogen and yeah. uh, Addy, obviously.
1: Yeah, and 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 I suppose um, like have it, having a a speaking important role to 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 a woman of color. I mean it's 1975.
0: Yeah. It may look like the movie set in the 1930s, but it may look like the movie was made in the 1930s, but it is it was filmed in
1: 1973. I, I loved the emotion
0: um, like there are, like emotion is an intra like she's a, she's a emoji movie. She's a minor character but she has lots of really nice touches. Like for example, the way in which like after Trixie tells her to be careful with the baggage, as soon as Trixie's not looking, she just it into the back of the car it's like yeah. proper punting going on there
1: or she yeah she probably does that and and they bit uh, i really enjoy it. like like there's so many kind of funny um moments um in 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 this movie there there is there is the um when when they're doing the reverse parent trap he gets um, Addy gets the bellhop to write a little note, and then he adds uh, like a little addendum at the end in. In the most nine-year-old writing that you can imagine. <laughs> to be
0: fair, the bellhop very much like I, I like that Addie's like you better write it in print so she knows that you're a sophisticated man. Like the, <laughs> the manipulations are so wonderfully transparent. Um, but even as a nine-year-old, she's cannier than everybody else. Yeah. Like and and yes, in the most. But his handwriting is also because I mean his handwriting is ha ha. He actually literally <laughs> writes ha ha on its own separate line in the middle of the page.
1: <laughs> and, and then he has like crying emoji. Yeah,
0: um, way ahead of the curve crying this laughing. Movie was.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, monkey with hands over his face. Yeah, um, um.
0: <laughs> this is back before text messaging was a thing.
1: Yeah, but it it is, and again, like.
0: But Addie is so manipulative, where she takes $25 of her own money and puts it in the letter in order to set up this scenario and manipulate these adults using sex, which is for a nine-year-old girl, having the understanding of how par- how adults act and relate to one another is incredibly canny.
1: Yeah. I like, yeah. And, 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 and um, the payoff that I really enjoyed at the end of that scene is... Is how angry Moses, but how completely unaware of what's, of, of, what's of, actually transpired. Of, yeah. And he's drive. they're driving <laughs> yes. away and he's angry and he's like, don't grow up to be like that. Uh, don't be deceiving men like, <laughs> like, <that. laughs> um, like Trixie it uh, does. And he doesn't realize that he's being deceived. Yeah, though, that she's already Addy. yeah that she's yeah. already manipulated him.
0: I do love the, the clever decision Bogdanovich makes to tell the movie primarily from Addie's perspective to the point where there are often shots from the way that she's seeing things. Like, I mean, there's this wonderful sequence where she's sitting on the steps. I was kind of, part of me was wondering, would the movie take a much darker turn when Imogen was like, you know, where I'm from, if something like this happened, you know, the man would take an, a double-edged axe and just go after both of them. And, like, after that, you know, sort of the next shot you see of Moe's...
1: Oh, it it would end, like, Easy Rider (laughs) and... Just, like, all the characters. Yeah, sorry. um, No spoilers for Easy Easy Rider. Rider.
0: But, yeah, the next shot you see of Moe's is him walking through the hotel corridor saying, we have to leave very quickly. And there's another moment later on where, like, when they take the bootlegger, you don't see the bootlegger deal. You just see him coming very quickly out of there, counting the money, saying, we have to go very quickly. You do see the bootlegger after that, but sort of in that space, there's like a wonderful. You don't
1: See him getting him beaten up, either. Yeah. There's a real kind of a tendency in movies to show these kinds of things that this movie demonstrates that you actually don't. Yeah. Um, need 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 to. Um,
0: that almost having the gaps is more effective than filling them
1: in, and it, yeah, there is no question of like, what happened yeah yeah and or are of the brutality of it or of the um there's a there's a, a because it's from maddie's perspective there's a lot that happens with other characters in kind of like
0: off screen right? yeah yeah
1: i mean it does show Mo is being chased like by and and there, there are um scenes where 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 it is from kind of not from his perspective perspective, where he is in them and she
0: can't possibly have been there but again that's something that's those are like narrative necessities to be fair like like if he just didn't show up and she found him bleeding there would be a sense of there being a gap in the film I think in some way it would seem
1: like there was a cut scene
0: (laughs) yeah whereas I think but I think that Bogdanovich gets away with doing the bare minimum of that and so tells the movie from her perspective which in some ways makes it a more interesting film to engage with as an audience because yeah. it puts you...
1: As, as a child, you get a sense of these kind of adult things without without um, necessarily experiencing them kind of uh, firsthand.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, you're not an adult. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I don't want to... Like, I don't want to talk too much or generalize too much about childhood, but, like, sequences of hearing adults having conversations behind closed doors or when they think you're asleep in bed... But you're listening to them, and they're having conversations about things that they think you don't understand. That's, I think, a very relatable situation for most children.
1: I don't. I wouldn't know Darren. Really? I've never done that. Okay. No, you were... not really.
0: Okay. Cool. But uh, again, I don't want to generalize. But I, I just think
1: that's... wanted you to feel like you would put yourself out unnecessarily. Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, I would be familiar with that, where I would, you know, stand outside a door and hear adults having conversations, or be up in bed. A and... little creep. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Ain't I a creeper? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that that would have been sort of something that I'd be familiar with and it's sort of, it's great how the movie captures that, how it captures the sense of how Addy is in (laughs) no way...
1: younger siblings as well. So they were probably like, Darren, what are you doing? It's like I'm missing. <laughs> Come on, join me. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: you guys need to learn this it's sooner. Like, sooner, no,
1: sooner Oh, Darren, that's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, trust me, it'll screw you up. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're gonna you're gonna hear like, yeah. You're that. gonna
0: hear this sooner or later. It's better you hear it with me. Uh, but yeah, it's there. But I like that the film sort of captures that sense of like because as far as Mo's is aware. Addy is Lord is oblivious to a lot of the stuff oh, yeah. that's going on. He thinks
1: like, par- there, there's a thing that like adults kind of shield uh, children from, uh, and I, I suppose to an extent that that's kind of good parenting, yes. you know. But adults have complicated lives, and and they, they sometimes disagree on things, yeah. and 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 like I, I, are 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 they. Or they talk about things that they don't want kind of uh, children to over here uh, chil- Children to over Or like, worry about her, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but.
0: And as but, you point out, like that's good parenting. Like we're not we're not criticizing that at all. But on the other hand, children, yeah, children are much children more have aware. an
1: appetite as well for 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 grown up things. Because yeah. there there is there is a sense in which they want to be a child, but also a sense in which they want to be grown up. They like uh, growing up is, um, I guess in a sense, wanting the best of both worlds, like wanting to kind of main, maintain the things you like the about being a child. The liberty of childhood, so to speak, while, from responsibility. While exploring some of the kind of um, liberties of, of being an adult, like like, um, like getting to decide how, how, how you look or smoking lettuce cigarettes. Yeah, all those great things. Yeah. So is there
0: anything else you want to Driving talk about? Driving cars. Anything else you want to talk about with regards to the film? Anything else we've missed that we haven't discussed already.
1: I'm sure there's a lot we've missed. I really, I really enjoyed it a great deal.
0: I really, really liked that movie. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I, I really want to go now and make sure that I've, I've actually seen What's Up, Doc? Um, that's my next one, I suppose. Is that because uh, I want to go like be a
1: movie, movie madness?
0: It could be indeed. Um, it is, it is great, great fun. I mean, I
1: think we talked about doing The Shape of Water.
0: Yes, we have to do The Shape of Water at some point. But anyway, I guess the only thing left to do then is to pick. Movie. People
1: are wondering: Is this a thing? Uh, <laughs> is this something uh, we can listen to? No. No, I'm afraid. Well, no. it, that'll be our uh, our special Patreon project behind the pay, uh, paywall. Kind yeah.
0: of. If you want a Mooney Movie Madness podcast, please just tweet at us using the hashtag. Uh, if there's sufficient support, we'll see what we can u- do.
1: U- using the, the we're we're going to call it the pound <laughs> uh, symbol <laughs> because money. <laughs> Thank you, m- Andrew. M- m- money. You can call it a hashtag if If you want.
0: But it means one very simple thing. um, uh,
1: What hashtag are they using?
0: Mooney Movie Madness. Mooney
1: Movie Madness. Grant.
0: All right, cool. So I guess the only thing left to do then is to pick the movie that we're going to cover next week. So Andrew, would you mind firing up the random number generator there?
1: Random number generator. Talk to it gently so that it picks a nice number for us. Are we including the, the, the bottom uh, 100? No, we, we I did, don't think so. I think so. We did the bottom 100 recently. We enough. have. We have. Re- re- recent, re- re- recent enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recent <laughs> enough for everybody. Yeah, certainly for us. I mean, that's another thing people can tweet us yeah. about. Why is Andrew taking so long to get the <laughs> random number generator going? Not all of the green lights have have filled up yet. And while you only need one green light to run the random number generator, I don't want it to overheat. Some of the higher numbers it can sometimes have difficulty with. So random number generator, twist, twist, twist. Show us a movie on this list. And the movie... Is number fourteen. This is an interesting
0: one, if it is what I think it is.
1: It's quite high up there.
0: It is indeed.
1: And, and Dar- I sus- Darren believes he knows what 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 this is. Now now now. I was I'm, just I'm, complaining I'm you to had... take the ball, um, and uh, and slow, slowly open it to take out the piece of paper. Inside. It's interesting because I was
0: talking about the statistical unlikelihood of something that had happened quite recently, and you'll never guess what we just landed
1: on. Do you? Do you know um, do you know Interstellar? Yes. Yeah. Do you know the guy who 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 directed that movie? What's his name? Uh, Spielberg? Uh, I think he's a British guy. Um, Hitchcock? No. Okay. I'm at Lynn. <laughs> Yes, so Nolan, we
0: have landed on number 14, which is Inception, Nolan's second highest ranked movie on the list. A lot of people got
1: excited because they thought it was Interstellar, <laughs> <laughs> or, or some people just like threw the phone on the ground because they thought it was Interstellar. It's Inception.
0: Which is amazing, we we haven't landed on the Christopher Nolan movie in, since, you know, for quite a while before we landed on Prestige, and then all of a sudden we land on two in the space of a handful of podcasts, this is quite impressive. So
1: I'm really, really looking forward to this. Let's take a look at the trailers. We promised there was nothing weird going on with the random number <laughs> generator. This, it, this isn't part of a cross-promotional <laughs> campaign. With my book. More that about that popular. later. Yeah. Um, cool, so let's take a look at the trailer. Although mm-hmm. we could totally do that. We don't uh, owe you listeners anything. And nobody would call us on. <laughs>
2: There's one thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams? Mr. Cobb has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. What kind of work placement? Not exactly.
0: Create the world of the dream We bring the subject into that dream and they fill it with their secrets
2: Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal It's called inception something was actually strange. out of control.
1: You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling.
0: Probably the only Christopher Nolan trailer to end with a penis joke.
1: It, wait a second. That, that's a penis joke for you. I, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay. Mind I, in the gutter, Darren. I... I, um, I and, and all of a sudden,
0: Andrew's like, I can see why Nolan and Darren sort of so much <laughs> likes Nolan so much. It's like, he delivers on all the goods.
1: This is very subtle, kind of <laughs> like, like... Ryan Arch, sort of like, hey. This is a little penis joke. Why does he <laughs> sound like Michael Caine? <laughs> no, no, no. Michael Caine doesn't speak like this. It's a little penis joke. Um, but thank you. Ta-da! Um, but yeah, so yeah. I... I should little
0: <laughs> what's, what's remarkable about that trailer uh, is first of all that whoa, whoa, hold on wait,
1: wait, wait, wait what is remarkable about that trailer is how remarkable it is there, uh, <laughs> it, this is an incredible trailer it really and is it's a really it? iconic trailer yeah i feel like i've seen lego versions of this trailer yeah and and uh, toy story pixar to- versions yes. as well right? yeah yeah
0: yeah our entire like reading list or sort of notes section for next week is going to be versions of the inception <laughs> trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> using different film <laughs> franchises but it's a staggering trip. Like I remember like I haven't watched the trailer probably since it came out, but I remember most of the lines and the music beats yeah. to it as well. Like the Absolutely. This is out- This is in control. I hate to see out of control. Yeah. Um
1: it's fantastic. Yeah, the this is being redubbed. Uh, so, uh, as, as in, sorry, it's 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 uh, it's been recut. The trailer has yes, like yeah, done yeah. so
0: many times But like the trailer itself is almost like as memorable as the film. It and it's a sta- it's easy to see why that is. It's a staggeringly well made trailer. Yeah, it's like we we when we were talking about the prestige. We'll it be...
1: makes you really excited to watch it. And yeah. and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna well actually hold on wait. Darren yes talk to me talk to me <laughs> like, about one. this movie
0: I interesting. I have an interesting relationship with this movie I like this movie a bit less than most people so you're being an old fan
1: yeah but like because this isn't the obvious Nolan movie this is not the one that Darren likes <laughs> because this is not the obvious movie because this sorry oh. because this is the obvious movie oh, yeah. this is not the one that Darren yeah, likes well, it's I... like oh yes Sorry. Yes, I like things that aren't obvious. Harsh. <laughs> harsh. No, I. Like, well, it's like I like. It, I, I like. I believe we've have we, we we have done Reservoir Dogs.
0: Yes, we did Reservoir Dogs. long yeah, ago, we had the conversation about like, Quentin Tarantino.
1: Well, I think that this isn't a nihilistic movie because that's the opposite of what no, will think, think it is. Yeah. Thank you, Darren, the contrarian. I'm not. Well, I, I can't accuse anyone of being a contrarian. <laughs> I I and at, at least you're 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 consistent in my contrarian. Yeah, or or at least perhaps doing it for the sake of being interesting. I do it for the sake of being a gadfly and annoying people. (laughs) And sort of sparking a fire. Like I I I
0: love Inception a great deal. I love all of Nolan's films. In fact, obviously, this is arguably one of his big four films in terms of this Memento, The Prestige, and The Dark Knight are pretty much the defining Nolan films. If you were to do like a a box set of the most important of his four films, they'd be in there. And I think that this is...
1: This this Dark Knight and... Like, it, it's difficult, it's difficult to pick which, which are the other ones. I don't know if, if, like, I guess we've, t- we've spoken well, you, about you prestige you not yeah. Well, no, it's not that I wasn't particularly fond of it. It's just that it, 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 it didn't, like, um, for me, it's not on the same level as, as, as the likes of The Dark Knight or Inception. Or for that matter, in my opinion, Interstellar. Yeah. Although I think a lot of I, people had your kind of issues with it. I, I think like Interstellar quite
0: like it. I really like yeah. Interstellar a lot. But I
1: love Interstellar because it's about like all of these things that I was really obsessed with as like a a, a twelve or thirteen year old, like um, uh, astrophysics. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and and a lot of people, um, I think when we were talking about the prestige, we had that kind of l- line from from from. from from Michael Caine, what is it about? Um, <laughs> yes, engineers yeah. and scientists. Yeah. yeah, engineers, scientists, that sort of thing. They capture the public imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, and, and this, again, is part of that same kind of sin. Of thinking, but it's also kind One of... One that appeals in, very specifically yeah, to you. Yeah. But, but it's in a package of, a, of an action
2: movie. Oh, a yeah, oh, you movie. mean Inception, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Well,
0: Inception is, yeah, Inception's basically exposition the movie. And Nolan, that's not like a dig. Nolan describes it himself as basically, he set himself a challenge of seeing if he could write a movie that was entirely exposition. And he's like, yeah... Um, And it it, it works really well. It's a staggering piece of blockbuster filmmaking. I have a bit more complicated thoughts on it, but we'll probably get into that when we talk about the movie next next month or next week. I'm really
1: looking forward to this. Next week. Uh-huh. Wing, wing. but
0: anyway um, so yeah in the meantime let's open up our this plug this is series. the last episode of, of the
1: 250.
0: 250 surprise um, <laughs> we thought we'd drop it there it'd be very predictable to end on number 250 <laughs> 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 but yeah so let's open the plug section here and, and go with Andrew so if you want to share something that you've done or you want to share something that uh, well, interests you a very you this special,
1: special thing for the next episode you won't be able to find it on iTunes or on Stitcher only in your dreams. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're plugging in. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new technology. It hasn't been invented yet.
0: Yeah. So just fall asleep listening to this episode and you will get the Inception episode know, downloaded directly to your would brain. I like don't
1: know about the, like, I don't have much experience of, I do have some experience of, um, like, uh, podcast dreams. Yeah. Um, it has happened where 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 episodes yeah where where like not for this specific podcast but like if, if if the podcast is of a source that you're unfamiliar with it enough cuz it um it, it it will it will create a sort of a um a it, its own kind of version of it in in your dreamscape mm-hmm. so you can hear things and you're visualizing those things as you can hear them so I, I listened to something about, like, an, a, a piece of art that was being presented to the president. And then there were, they were moving on to different kind of news stories. and the, 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 But it became, like, one narrative. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we recommend that you... Um, fall asleep listening to uh, this episode and then you get Inception downloaded
0: directly into your brain
1: yeah for some reason you're going to want to download next week's episode and you won't know why because you remember listening to this week's episode and being disappointed by it (laughs) (laughs) being like oh there's no guests on this one that's what I like about the podcast Um, listen to next week's episode it's not our idea it's yours
0: Thank you very much. Um, meanwhile, if you are interested in checking out some Christopher Nolan related stuff, I have a book that will be the landing hopefully sometime in the next couple of months, exploring the films of Christopher Nolan, going chapter by chapter, film by film, through his filmography and his first 10 films from following straight through to Dunkirk. There will be a chapter in there about Inception, but if you want a sneak peek, you can listen to us next week. In the meantime, you can find The 250 online at Twitter at, at The 250, spelt using real letters. You can also find us online at Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and also on SoundCloud directly um if you like us feel free to share our link. send it out
1: we should do just a promotional run of nolan movies for your book i know like a lot of books these days get published on the um with and like part of their promotional run is 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 a series of podcasts like there's the when to jump um
0: yes i remember
1: that yeah the um a tribe of Mentors uh, by Tim ferris He had his own podcast and then ran a uh, one that was like a promotional tie-in for his book. I think um, I think Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History might be um, based on a book that's going to be published about like the kind of idea of memory and yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah, it's um they, I'm, I'm, well. Darren, I'm sure your publishers have already...
0: <laughs> i got in touch and sort of... But I'm sure that we will actually... We may do something special. We may even just do something like Following or Insomnia or the movies that aren't on the 250 related to them somehow. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We're, we'll, we'll figure something out. We're very flexible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my publishers own a controlling interest in this podcast. Yeah,
1: we're, we're going to cheat you out of the structural integrity of... Of the podcast. <laughs> of, 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 of the podcast. By, by, by because your...
0: Darren needs those Benjamins, movies. <laughs>
1: all about those vegetables
0: but anyway take it easy we'll be back next week when we talk about Inception bye
1: bye
2: without your love it's a honky tonk parade without